0: What do you want to hear? Let's give him a big round of applause. I know I can't hear you, but I know I can pick up what you're saying, baby.
1: Good
0: evening, ladies and gentlemen, I'm
2: glad to be here. I've been on the road for uh, 10 years, so bear with me while I plaster on a fake smile
3: and plow through this shit one more time. Rise!
4: I get dizzy spells, nausea,
0: cold sweats, hot sweats, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, involuntary trembling,
2: dead hands. Rise!
1: function of these conditions! You making me extremely
5: nervous! But, we're still trying to figure out the meaning of that last phrase. There's nothing to figure out. This man
0: is obviously a psychotic. Instantly I regret saying that, so I'm going to go ahead and go, but I'm not going to stop yelling because then that'll mean I lost the fight. So, I love you all very much! Peace out!
6: Jimmy, we probably have a great many young people watching our show tonight and for their benefit, I'd like your opinion about fast driving on the highway. Do you think it's a good idea?
7: That's a good point. I, uh, I used to fly around quite a bit. You know, I took a lot of unnecessary chances on the highways. And I
1: started racing.
7: And, uh, and now I drive on the highways and I'm uh, extra cautious. Because you know, no one knows what they're doing. Half the time you don't know what this guy's going to do with that one. On a track, there are a lot of men who spend a lot of time developing rules and uh, ways of safety, and uh, I find myself being very cautious on the highway. I don't have the urge to, to speed on the highway. People say racing is dangerous, but I'll take my chances on the track any day than on a
3: highway. Well, Gig, I think I'd better take off. Oh, wait a minute, Jimmy. Um, one more question. Do you have any special advice for the young people who drive?
7: Take it easy driving. Like you. you might say, it might be mine. <laughs> oh,
1: you got the crew. You like the when you move. I see you in a comedy, too deep, catty, gonna walk up on a world You gotta cook. You got the cherry bottom. I talk. and hiding in the road. I'm a pastor in toes. give up on my own love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. baby, yeah. oh, you're a girl. You like the bandit's when you move. Let's get down to it, Popper.
7: All buddies. It's the Ron and Fez show on a weekday 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866. Ron Zero Fez. I'm Bennington Fez Wiley. Chris Stanley. Eastside there, McDonald
5: look
7: at We got the Ichiban started. Ichiban of course means number one. Number one. Number
0: one.
7: Dave, what do you got for me, buddy?
0: Run, Phillies come through, walk off RBI. Oh,
7: they're dancing in Broad Street. And they're dancing around our studio today. Lotly getting a little better at it. Dave, not bad. Hicks just terrible. We actually miss uh, Earl when it comes to that. Earl Douglas, of course, uh, my best friend up until yesterday. Earl Douglas and I no longer best friends because I see on his Twitter, uh, he's running down the Phillies
3: running them down. See, he was never really your best friend, Ronnie. He's I, shown his true color.
7: Well, he's always shown his true color. You can't get around that. But uh to be totally honest here, and I'm and I'm shocked with it because there's no reason for somebody who's not even playing against them to start running them down. Earl Douglas, no longer. And you know what, Earl? You got to listen to this and there's nothing you can do about it. See, Earl, even if you try all that stuff, you can't stop me from having high apple pie in the sky hopes. Uh, Phenomenal ending last night. I don't want to make a big deal because I'm luckily God, I think, sleeps a little bit late on a weekday. But uh, two outs and a fucking walk off. Like, it would have been a triple, in my opinion. Uh, But you got to stop it because the game stops. I said keep on running. (laughs) Keep on running. (laughs) Keep on rolling, brother. Rolling, rolling, rolling. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I, I I will say this. I don't know how much more of the constant sports I can take in my life. I, I've turned into a sports bar. Wherever I'm going, I've got games. i got double games going. I'm following this stupid fucking fantasy league. It's too much. Too much. It's insane. Um... And Dave, you were Yankees last night. Quite the disappointment. Absolutely. Just Joe Girardi, sign
8: up for the latest Choke Artist of the Year award. Really? You're you're turning on Girardi again? I I, I called it. I said that he's not a good X's and O's guy. And he made two to three incredibly baffling moves, including at one point, had they not had to pinch hit, Mariano Rivera would have had to have hit third in, in an inning. He only used Mo for fucking one inning when, when he could have used him for a couple. He takes out Robertson, who gets
7: two outs, no hits, takes him out, and immediately loses the game. Yeah, I'm having a tough time uh, following that as well because what's going to happen when you guys go up to, against either National League team where the skippers have to stay awake. <laughs> right. It's a problem. Joe Girardi is really struggling with the substitutions. You and- want him fired now in the middle of the series? I, I, Do you want him out now? Because well, I'll make a call.
8: i prefer it if we could get him out and get Donnie Baseball the rightful heir to Right the now, throne. at this
7: point in the, in the playoffs?
8: Everyone's saying, oh, they, people thought I got off the Yankee bandwagon. Never. But I've never gotten on the Joe Girardi bandwagon. And
1: I,
7: last night I was proven correctly. But I did hear you say you were going to start following the Mets a couple years ago. <laughs> no. You did fucking say that. Yes, you did. I hey, did. You were so as mad. As a, as a secondary. As a secondary, that's well. Then that's a fucking turn on the Phils, and that puts you on my Phil shit list along with my best friend Earl Douglas. I stopped doing that though. And here's another shocker off of the two hundred two friends list. You see this Twitter pop up yesterday? I fucking hate the Phillies, and that was put up there by G Baby, a person that I have treated like a niece whose parents have died. <laughs> really?
8: I
3: mean, yeah. giving
7: them a start in radio re- movie review. He reviewing. does. He fucking despises.
3: People he despises the show. People get so ugly this time of year. Yeah, speaking of which, how's that wig doing? <laughs> I think it's starting to grow on me. Hmm.
7: A big Twitter contest up there right now. two Friends Twitter. Tell us what bar Fez Watley watches the games in every week. <laughs> You watch uh, the football games in a downtown bar.
3: Yes, I do. Uh, uh, Chelsea bar.
7: Why would you bring that up when when the contest is still going on? Narrows it down. Yes, it narrows it down. I'm on Google Earth right now. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Why have a fun contest when Fez Watley wants to be the winner? Let me give out the answer. By the way, I'm going to do a contest later today. The answer is going to be seven. Seven? Hold on. I have to write that down. Uh, you know who I saw walking in uh, to work today? Uh, Miss uh, Suzanne Summers. Oh. Do you remember her from the... Yeah. I guess 70s is when she
3: was big? Yeah, well, yeah, 70s, early 80s with Three's Company.
7: Yeah, she's doing a whole thing about how to beat cancer, and everybody's very mad at her. <laughs> uh, her idea of beating cancer is not listening to the doctors. Don't listen to the doctors. And I think she says eat oatmeal or something. I don't know what it is. But I will say this. She's an older woman now,
3: right? Oh, yeah.
7: I mean, even past Tommy Z's cougar age, probably. Right. You know. Uh, And her hair looked like it belonged to a 17-year-old girl. Just young, shiny, happy hair. Maybe it's extensions, too. I got to find a new best friend. He can't be real anymore. I see what a backstabber he turned into. Take me. I don't even watch baseball. I don't go near it. That's a reason not to be best friends. Dave, who would make a good best friend for me? Um, I always thought
8: you and uh, someone like a, uh, a Bronson Pinchot. You're so fucking weird. I just read an interview with him today. I already told Fez about I'm serious, it. am yeah. serious, yeah. Did you read this interview no, on, on the AV Club? No, I didn't. True Romance was on a couple of weeks ago.
7: So then that pups song... Well, I always thought you guys would be good. He lives in L.A. I need somebody who fucking lives around here. Okay. Who could be my best friend?
8: Oh, Tom Colicchio Mm. could be your best friend. Tom Colicchio. Think about it. Steaks.
7: Yeah, but they work so much in that business. It's
8: very busy. You get a nice table of craft, though. Think about that. I don't even know what I'm looking for in a best friend. Someone who shares the same things as you?
3: Well, someone who's not going to turn on you, like Earl Douglas. Well, yeah, he did. He turned on me. Common interest would help. Gee, baby. So I'm a man
7: without a best friend right now, which is difficult.
3: You could really use me. I tried. I could really step in there. Can't take the annoyance.
7: No offense to you. Maybe I should start hanging out with Scott and Bill. And, the, you know, we'll just be three running buddies. <laughs> Well, I could talk sports with you if you'd like. Yeah, but you're fucking crazy, Dave. You're out of your mind. Um, here's uh, James at uh, Maryland. James, you're on Memphis.
2: Yeah, Ronnie, the Patriots are playing the Bucks this weekend in London. The dad, Obviously, the score was 59-0 uh, over the weekend against the Titans. Are they going to score 85 and the question North America is asking, is the Bucks team gay?
7: Well, you know, let, let's look into like this. I, I think Tennessee would probably beat the Bucks, So anything could happen. <laughs> and now, here's a weird thing for you. You claim to be a Bucks fan. Right. Uh, would you say you're the biggest Bucs fan who ever lived? Yes,
3: I would say that.
7: So what are you going to do with those Patriot guys on your fantasy team?
3: I am going to keep them. That's
7: why you would never be my best friend. I could not have that.
3: I
8: sat Marion Barber when the Cowboys were playing the Giants. I got rid really of Shocky before the Saints. All right, let me write that
7: down in write your down, file. Write it down. Write that
8: down. I in your got final. rid of guys who go who were going against the G-men. Also, what? even though I got 122 points, that's, I lost.
7: That's minus one for Watley, plus yeah, one for it. Blink 182. Oh come, that's not, my name is David. You do Blink a lot though, David. Yeah, you do, do blink a lot. I do.
8: It's not my fault. It's genetic. It's not genetic that you keep blinking. My dad, my dad blanks, and he, we're all very dry. Why do you start wearing shades so I don't have to look at it all day? Well, they don't really fit well on my head, but really, because of... I never do see on sunglasses. Okay, I have a
7: pair. Get some blue blockers. Why don't you rock a blue blocker scene? They're
3: ten dollars. You get them on the street. Get some of those giant Mary Kate Ashley Olsen glasses. Are they the same person? No, they just look like the same person.
8: What's up, man? Nico's in the band.
7: (laughs) Going to play a little (laughs) Sweet Mary Jane. Sweet Mary Jane? (laughs) What are you, a fucking moron? I am. Speaking of Mary Jane, this is very exciting news. The feds, (laughs) led by our own uh, Barack 420 Obama, they are going to stop the federal government if the local governments are okay with medical marijuana. The feds will stop coming in. So this is great news for the good people of California or California because uh, no longer uh, do they have to worry about the feds coming in and busting their weed places.
3: Well, it's about time if the stuff is medicine. Well,
7: I mean, is it medicine? That's the fucking question. I never heard anybody. Everybody's going there for anxiety. That's not exactly medicine. This is fucking... Legal weed, you get that fucking doctor to write it off. And the feds have fucking known this. Now, in the meantime, I don't give a shit if anybody smokes pot. But then I also have a problem with medicine. Because I think that turns you lemming, Fez. Mm. Is, and, and by the way, I got a ton of hate mail yesterday because you picked Johnny Fairplay over Adam West. Saying, once and for all, can Fez stop acting like he's a Batman fan? If he thinks that fucking Adam West should get a worse position than Johnny Fairplay. And I had to write back to people. Fez just believes the last thing that he heard. He doesn't have any kind of fucking thing to go. Is what I was what I hearing uh, true or or not? Um, But the fact is this. The state governments are like, yeah, we don't give a shit about pot. And the feds have been going in there. What was the uh, pot thing a couple uh, years ago that came out, the documentary? And we had the, the comic on the show. He smoked pot. Super for, high me. He's yeah, Super high me. He smoked pot for, he stayed high for 30 straight fucking days. Yeah. 30 days he smoked pot. But he would show these places out there that, you know, were legal. People were coming in and out of them. And then all of a sudden, these fucking black goddamn SUVs would roll up, and the feds would just come in and fucking take everything. Because, unlike what you're saying, the medicine aspect, Mm -hmm. they were fucking head shops. They were head shops, if you had a note. I mean, they were actually selling hats and (laughs) T-shirts. You're not going to fucking normally find this at a (laughs) drugstore. But um, I think Obama's doing the right thing here, because... Quite frankly, the marijuana thing's been around long enough. I don't think anyone's afraid of it in the country. I don't think anyone cares. And if some people want to smoke pot, they can smoke pot. Now, on the other hand, does this help you with your disease? I don't think any more than beer does. (laughs) I think if you suddenly said uh, beer is fucking medicine, I think you'd also uh, be bullshitting. Uh, Here is um, Joe. Joe in Staten Island, you're on running What's
2: up, buddies? Yeah. I got my uh, mother got diagnosed over about a year ago, uh, stage four, and they put her through every kind of medication, every kind of chemo, and nothing is helping her as far as pain meds. She smokes some pot, She gets her appetite back, it helps with the nausea, it helps her sleep at night. The fact that it's not legalized out here or even decriminalized is disgusting right now.
7: I, I agree with you one hundred percent. If your mom wants to smoke a joint, by all means. And I'm going to say the same thing about some fucking college kid who couldn't be healthier than fucking any, you know what I mean? He could not get a bit, if he wants to smoke a pot, smoke a joint, do some, because none of these fucking little femmes know how to roll a joint anymore. They're just running around like a fucking one hitters. No, not you, Hicks. I've seen you roll a left-handed fucking joint and it looks like it fucking came out of a cigarette machine. My point is this. If people wanna smoke pot, I don't care. I'm glad Barack before twenty Obama doesn't <laughs> care either. <laughs> and I wish he would fucking grow the hair out and just start and fucking dread the son of a bitch. Uh now, it sets this up though. If pot's legal, Fez, mm-hmm. do you start smoking pot again?
3: No, I would not start smoking pot again. What happened? No, I, I never had a good experience with it, so I would never, I would never... No, you
7: never enjoyed smoking pot? No, I don't... Because you did for a couple of years, right?
3: Yeah, yep. And when you lived with Flipper. Right, and I think it was the last time that I smoked, I got very, very paranoid. I was afraid to go in my apartment building. I sat out in the parking lot in my truck <laughs> for, uh, I think, 45 minutes. What were you afraid of? That the doorman would know I was high. Like, I couldn't get past the doorman.
7: (laughs) But here's the thing. You know the doorman's not a cop.
3: He's just a guy who helps you with your groceries. (laughs) He has a uniform.
7: (laughs) Yeah, I know. You're right about that. But he can't make arrests. Legally, he cannot make arrests.
3: And I just had the worst time getting home. Mm. I was at a neighbor's house. I was actually like two uh, blocks away. So I walked home, Mm -hmm. you know, and I got my car in the parking lot and just sat there.
7: Um, But I've also seen you do that, not smoking anything. You get the fears.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) You get the fears will grab you. See, it is a gateway drug for me for more fears. A gateway to panic.
7: Well, at some fucking point, you got to tell yourself that the fears aren't real and just keep on walking, whether you get them when you're high or not. Davy Mac, you quit smoking marijuana. Would you start again? Yeah, you would. That mm-hmm. fucking surprises me without question. After um, what happened with you and Fred Brooklyn, when you claimed that he put angel dust in your right. fucking pot, that was
8: very powerful
7: marijuana. Um, but uh, I just
8: wasn't expecting it. I did smoke some, and you got the fears. Yes I did. I did smoke some marijuana recently and uh, I had a wonderful time and I think that Who'd you smoke with? Um, it was uh, I think Dean was in the room. Well whose weed was it, is what I'm asking. It was um, this guy it's just a a friend that
7: you wouldn't know, this guy Chris. I'm not I'm not a fucking cop. I'm not (laughs) I'm not out to bust anybody. But I'm just I'm just wondering what fucking quality Pot we're talking about here. Well, th- he was. You're a fucking non. He loved the pot. I said, "Said look, look. I'm i
8: I'll have uh, three or four tokes, as it will, and then I'll stop. And actually, I thought, oh, this is this is fantastic. Were you already drinking first? Uh, not heavily. I did have three. Uh, How like, long ago did this happen? This happened on uh, Sunday. Oh,
7: this was a uh, post-funeral uh, yeah. weed. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
8: And so uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to have some fun." And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to even drink anymore because uh, of
7: the pot. You want to keep the fucking, you want to keep, keep and, the high going. Yeah,
8: it makes me feel good. And so I figured, you know, this is great because now I, I, I won't be like hung over and shit. I think I'd probably smoke almost every day. If I so
7: the only thing that keeps you from it is because it's illegal? Yeah, because
8: one time um, m- me and my friend went into Central Park to get pot, and my friend got busted. And that- that's yeah, well, been... that's
7: the fucking thing. You're not going to fucking buy loose joints in the pot <laughs> like a... Oh, I can't say. Let's just <laughs> like <a> say... <laughs> well, like somebody who doesn't have their own fucking connections. Okay. Somebody who doesn't understand how things work. I know. It's just that ever since then, I was like, oh, shit. Uh, Keith in San Francisco, you're on my fest. Hey,
2: you guys, I just want to tell Dave... What's great about out here is you go down, you get a medical card, you pay 200 bucks, and you can go into the medical marijuana stores and uh, get whatever you want.
7: So the medical part is bullshit, right? You just have of to course. go down... There's, there's ads in the paper. You look in the ad and it says, do you have a problem, and you want to smoke pot. I mean, not, not in those words. Right. But,
2: but basically, you marijuana. have to
7: go down and say, this is some fucking guy. I have insomnia, I have fucking nervous conditions, he stamps a thing, you hand him 200 bills, and then you can go buy pot. It's like joining a fucking club. <laughs> it's
2: awesome. You know, the, the thing is, you can, uh, up until about a year ago, you could legally grow per person like 25 plants.
3: I didn't know that. And now now they cut it back to, uh, I think it's like six plants, just because it was getting really out of control in Mendocino County, mm-hmm. where the, the Green Triangle is what they call it. So this is where uh, all your good buds come from.
7: Yeah, with Obama saying the feds will stay off, to, everyone's back now. It should make it a lot more comfortable
9: in California. Yeah, it would be nice. Nice and easy. A little hungrier.
7: It uh, should be good for the cupcake business. So I'm going to have to get a hold of uh, Mike Kaka after the show today. And uh, I'm just going to draw a circle around California and then send that to him and say, find us something there. Very, very interesting, though. Uh, and again, Fez, I... I I just think it's a little bit of hypocrisy to say, if it's medical purposes, because it ain't. It's not for fucking medical purposes. That's like saying, I have a boredom condition and I need a fucking TV. It's really, it's not fucking medicine. It's something actually that makes you forget about the uh, uh, medicine. Uh, Steve, you're on Runa
0: Hey, guys. Yeah. Listen, I got two reasons why I know it's medicine. One, is a documentary called In Pot We Trust, which, which shows you cases, and there's a woman with MS who cannot move her hands or anything until she hits that joint. Then she's fine, yeah,
2: all right? I would not Another expect reason, to see
7: this in this documentary.
2: I'm telling you, it's a good one, Ronnie. It really is. And the other way I know it is, my father is unfortunately diagnosed with cancer of the brain and the lungs. And the only time he feels energized is after he hits a joint. He'll smoke a whole joint, and then he'll go out and cut the grass and feel fine the rest of the day. And that is the truth.
7: Now, Fezzy, if this is true, how come you can't fucking gain some kind of medical uses from it? And by the way, this guy's father, the woman with him, just smoke pot. I don't give a fuck. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. You're not, they're not saying you got to have cancer or MS to get a fucking joint in California. What you got to do, come in and tell them whatever they want to know and get this stuff. You know, one time it used to be so easy in this country to get fucking speed. And it's not that long ago, 25, 30 years ago, you could just walk in, all the fucking housewives that you see today on Jenny Craig, we're getting fucking Christmas trees and black beauties and just speeding balls, just <laughs> fucking speeding balls. The fucking white crosses are all over the place. So, Vez, why is your brain working so differently? Why can't you get peaceful on anything?
3: Um, I don't know, because it just, it just fuels the... It amps up everything. Just like, uh, you know, any anti-anxiety drug that I went on, or an antidepressant. It just amped me up the other way. You're going
7: to have to learn to make friends with the fears. And just say, it's my old friend, fear is back. Uh, you were telling me coming in here today you had a bad day because... Uh, your commute was bad.
3: Yeah, the subway just absolutely packed. I had to wait three trains before I could get on. It looked like one of those scenes they show from Tokyo. Well, why don't don't
7: you be one of those Japanese people and just force your way in?
3: I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. It's too long of a ride to stay sardinish.
7: But when you get uh, off to a bad start, bad day. You're going to have a whole bad day.
3: Right. It's hard for me to get back on track.
7: If anything goes bad in your day... Bad day.
3: Yeah, that's how it works.
7: Uh, here is uh, Blake. Blake in Rhode Island. You're my fez.
3: Hey, what's up, guys? Fezzy, I think it could be highly
2: therapeutic for you, man. You're probably just smoking way too much, and you have a low tolerance. You need to, like, just
0: take one big rip or two, let your body get familiar with uh, the THC, and then work your way up from there, man.
7: It's kind of an interesting thing, Dan Fezzy. You don't really give things thought like that, and you were living with Flipper, who, well, let's fucking face it, had a joint going all day long. Mm-hmm. So you were thinking, well, if he, if this is the way he's doing it, it's the way I should be doing it. It's just like you wouldn't fucking take six shots of vodka your first time out. Maybe you mm-hmm. just need a fucking hit or two, put it away, work your way up into this until finally the fears stop knocking at your door. Uh, here's Dave in California. Dave, we got you, buddy. Hey, what's up, Bernie? What can we do for you, pal?
2: Hey,
0: Santa Cruz County is pretty interesting. They they issue you cards, and each person in the house can grow up to ten plants per card. So it doesn't matter how many people you or how many plants you grow in the house, as long as you've got cards that they issue to cover your
2: plants, you're good. They can't they can't touch you. Uh,
7: California way out ahead of the rest of the country here I don't know of another state that's worrying about, hey, just how many pot plants you guys growing <laughs> let me know the number of pot plants you have, because I don't think you can have cards in there it's really kind of fucking uh, wild, how far this is uh, moving along, and at the speed and now the 420's in the White House, it's going to be fucking a wild west Mike in New Jersey, you're on running fez
0: in jersey and i get popped for a drug test and uh, and i can drop across the country and i can buy some pot out of a vending machine uh, that's ridiculous so the only way to get out of it i had to admit to human resources that i have a problem and now i gotta go to counseling because i smoke a little pot at the end of the day
7: what are you going to say in fucking counseling
0: but, i mean i have to go to uh, three sessions for an assessment an hour each and tell them that i smoke pot and, and and I mean, just, just to admit, to the whole pro- that was my only way to save my job, was to admit to a problem.
7: What kind of work do you do, Mike?
0: I'm doing uh, granite countertops and, you know, installation, corian countertops. I'm on the road all day, so I'm driving their truck. Yeah, it's illegal, but, I mean, it, I mean, just it's like me smoking a joint at the end of the day is like Joe Schmo's beer. Right, you are know? not well,
7: you're not driving around during the day smoking a joint, right?
0: No, no, not on the job. You know, if they have to work to relax, you know, come home. And, you know, hang out, watch some TV, play some PlayStation, and it's it's unbelievable.
7: It actually, uh, I will agree with that. It really does make video games much more exciting. (laughs) Video games will suddenly become uh, just fucking days will pass by. (laughs) Uh, Here's uh, Heidi in Montreal.
10: Hey, I... I I wanted to weigh in on this because I, I think that my dad who died of prostate cancer could have definitely benefited from medical marijuana. He lost over um, 60 pounds in the last three months of his disease and it, it, because he didn't have an appetite and because pot gives you the munchies and it increases your appetite, he could have kept up his strength longer. He, even his doctors, it was in it was 96 when he died. But his doctors even even thought about going along the medical marijuana route for him, but the programs were so hard to get into well, so is, think,
7: is this in Canada,
10: Heidi? Well, I'm from Canada but I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. so I, I I can definitely see where you can think it's just like deer, but to me, it would have probably saved my dad's life or extended it longer because he wouldn't have died at such a low weight. Mm. He would have had more strength. He would have had more strength to, to fight for his life. And he did die um, pretty pretty emaciated. So I do think there's definitely better medical benefits from ma- marijuana than there are the negatives. It's not just to be mellow. It's to have your pain relief. It's to have your appetite uh, up. It's to get you stronger. It's just not to, like... Party with your friends sometimes,
7: you know? Hey, hey, Heidi, thanks for your call, and I'm sorry for your loss, darling, okay? Oh,
10: oh no problem. Bye right,
7: bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, well, it is a problem. Your dad died. I consider that a problem. Uh, and uh, we consider that a problem for everybody but Dave. What do you mean? Uh, Dave in Wyoming, you're on the run of Fest show. Hey, buddy. Yeah.
2: Hey, uh, I live live in northern Wyoming, right on the border of Montana. Montana has a similar York law City. to California with the cards and the plants. And so I actually have a lot of friends that just move up there. It's only, uh, you know, maybe 40 miles from where I live. And it's such a rural area out here. There's a lot of people who actually have land that, that goes into both states. So even though we don't have the law in Wyoming, we have plenty of people that are growing, you know, with with Wyoming land, basically.
7: I had no idea about that.
2: Yeah, Montana
7: has the same thing. So Montana going in the same direction. Now, the good thing about Montana is you got a lot more room to stretch out there.
2: (laughs)
1: Tons and tons of room.
7: But what kills me about fucking um, California is like pot is becoming more and more uh, illegal, and then they start crying if someone's smoking a fucking cigar. If someone smokes a cigar in California, lights start to go off at the police station. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, uh, Mike in North Carolina, you're on a Fez. Hey,
4: buddy. Yeah. I was just wondering, I've been in the rooms for about eight years now. I was a big drunk and uh, doing good, got everything back together. And now I've been thinking about uh, smoking weed. I never had a problem with it um, before. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to test the waters. Uh, it could be dangerous waters to go into, but I've been thinking about it, lady. What do you think
7: about that? Well, dude, you have a fucking sobriety problem, right? That's the fucking thing. So, uh, for you, as far as being gateway, obviously it's gonna be more gateway because you're not, you're, you're changing your state. And would that lead you to thinking after a fucking couple hours of smoking weed, hey, maybe a, a fucking uh, ice cold beer or maybe, uh, do a fucking bump? You know, you're you're not just. People that have sobriety problems, they're not just fucking... It's not not any one mood changer that fucking gets to them. It's all of them. I wish I could tell you all great news. I wish I could tell you, <laughs> hey, there's a fucking... And I actually had a fucking dream last night. That there was a drug to fight alcoholism, and I was drinking a big fucking cold beer. And while I was drinking it, I'm like... Feeling really fucking guilty about this This doesn't seem right And the guy I'm with was like No, you've already taken the fucking uh, anti-alcoholic drug You're fine And I'm like, I just feel like I fucked up I have fucking drinking and drug dreams All the time All the time So this fucking thing could be As fucking legal as could be like Fucking Dave is like Oh, I'm gonna change my buzz over We know what Dave is Dave's no fucking different than me He refuses to face it, but no different than me. Uh, Fez is Fez. There's no sense in Morian. And uh, Hicks, God bless him, this runaway train. I can't wait till he columbines. (laughs) I can't wait till we fucking just hear him going, I don't even remember getting a gun, let alone shooting everybody. He gets so angry sometimes. Well, you know, he's angry in his real life, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't express it. Couple of fucking drinks, and he's looking around for somebody to uh, kill. Um, Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Here's uh, Tom, in Tampa. Hey, my boy. What do you say?
0: Hey, uh, I smoked pot for years, and uh, I enjoyed it while I did. But
2: I, I realized it—it made me complacent, and uh, it was just habitual. It was just like a bad habit. The minute I quit, I did better off. I got a better job, you know. And, Thinking clear, and I and to be honest with you, I love you. I did a lot better
7: off without it, man. I'm kind of the opposite of everybody calling in, I guess. Well, uh, Tom, you know, everything that you're saying is probably true for you, but that doesn't shouldn't mean that other people can't make the same exact choice. Uh, I've I already said this on the show, it's not a fucking choice that I'm you know, would hopefully fucking make, whether it's legal or illegal. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that everybody else shouldn't have the same fucking rights to go out and choose. Guess what? The whole thing about having a complete, non-productive fucking life, that's what some people want. I know straight-edge fucking people who sit there all day watching fucking <laughs> TV. So what? You can't... Just because something affects... I mean, if you really wanted to say what is fucking bad for you, sugar would be right there. Mm. People who ate sugar... All the Fez's fucking uh, problems that he deals with all the time. Sugar is a major fucking part of it. Try going off sugar sometime in your life. It's like kicking fucking junk. Your fucking nose runs. Your fucking head pounds. You fucking have to battle sugar off it. And it's in everything. That fucking corn syrup right now. They ought to fucking just... They ought to fucking sell it in baggies. <laughs> Little fucking coin bags that you got to cop. Where Dave cops out in Central Park like a... 866 run 0 fez 866 run 0 fez um, Paul in Chicago. Paul, you're on my Hey, yeah.
4: gentlemen, what's happening this afternoon? What do you say, dude? You know what? Going on uh, four years without a drink, uh, six years off the, uh, off the dope. Still having these dreams once a week, at least. Feeling really guilty, getting high, getting drunk. How long are these things going to go on for?
7: Dude, they, you know... Who can say what happens with the subconscious mind, you know, who can say what happens, but I actually woke up this morning because of that fucking dream just feeling, I don't know, like, you ever, like, those actors that feel like they can't shake their fucking character, I felt this morning like I couldn't even shake that fucking dream, (laughs) like it had actually fucking happened.
8: Dreams don't always mean anything, though. Sometimes dreams are just your imagination yeah, but, playing uh, around. That's it.
7: Yeah, I know I didn't drink during the night. Well, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't change the fucking emotional feeling that you have from that fucking dream.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: You know? You have a fucking dream that a loved one fucking dies. You're like, well, okay, that's just a dream. It doesn't mean anything. But you still wake up with the emotional sense of loss. Mm, yeah. Now, you wouldn't because you and Dean are over there passing that fucking <laughs> joint around all day. You don't remember a goddamn thing. <laughs> Um, eight six six run zero Fez eight six six run zero Fez. I will say this though, and it's going to be fucking annoyance when pot becomes legal, because it's going to be another fucking store with snob dicks acting like they know more than you. They're gonna act like really that's what you're fucking getting the shitty pot, and they fucking judge you. There's plenty of stores this way.
5: It, or, it already exists. with another, The hippie scene is ridiculous where they just treat you like shit if you smoke fucking mids or regs. It's like, fucking, why aren't you smoking sour
7: diesel? You're fucking pricks. Yeah, and guess what? It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> it's none of your business what I decide to fucking roll up. Uh, and there's a lot of, well, the old record stores used to be like that. Yeah. So that you would have to fucking come up with an excuse if you had a Fleetwood Mac fucking album. You just can't go up and buy something with these fucking idiots. You have to act like, yeah, I'm getting this from my mom. She fucking wants it. Really? You know, you're fucking trying to buy something. Someone's like, oh, I didn't think anybody was still into this old shit. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Music instrument
8: stores, to go along with that, are... Oh, inc-
7: same, same exact way? ...have snob dicks all over
8: the place, and so much so that the guy will be like, well, let me show you how to play drums, because you can't play drums. Let me sh- And he'll sit down, and he'll rock out on the drum set, and you'll be like, okay, I, I, I'm i going to leave now.
7: So what's that mean? I'll take a lot of lessons until <laughs> I can make minimum wage? Just make me you feel know what mean? like you wh- fuck. How fucking good do I have to be to fucking make a purchase here? Uh, I brought up cigars. These... Every fucking guy in a cigar store gets driven crazy by people. First of all, I don't know what a guy in a cigar store thinks he has to have a cigar going at all times. <laughs> they, you know, you don't go into a liquor store. The guy's constantly doing fucking shots. <laughs> right. but, and a liquor store is a great thing. A, a guy in a liquor store ain't going to judge you. You can fucking come in there and buy rock gut. He's like, whatever, go ahead. Fuck, that's fucking <laughs> twelve right. fifty. Mad dog, fuck yeah, I'll put it in a bag for you. But a cigar store, and people always go in to... Uh, for me, and I'll go like this. Yeah, I want to get a cigar, and just to impress this friend of mine, and these guys, uh, and they don't smoke cigars, but they want to bring me one, right? These people in cigar stores treat them like you hey, shit. What do, what do they like? Does he like fucking a darker cigar? The, you just can't come in here. Like, give the motherfucker a nice cigar and let him <laughs> go all, on their way. Have to so stop acting like they need to fucking do a Google search <laughs> before they come in here.
3: Any place that sells men's suits. When I went to get the tuxedo for Franklin's premiere for last night in Brooklyn, you would have thought that I was some bum who walked in off the street. I would have anyway.
7: Because <laughs> of the wig and the gray beard. You got a brown wig and a gray beard. It looks crazy. And you know, we don't even push this on the show anymore. Right. We don't even fucking... No. It, it's not even a running bit on the show. <laughs> he's just adapted it and he's fine <laughs> with it. Um, Sean in Alabama, you're on Runa Fez.
2: Hey, Ron, I'm a food connoisseur much like yourself, but I don't have two radio shows to boot. But these fucking wine snobs are the worst. I hate them as much as the pot snobs.
7: Uh, Yeah, wine people, and Sideways is a great fucking uh, movie about this. Wine people constantly act like, um, I don't know whether you're ready for this wine. (laughs) Uh, I got a great wine, but I'm not sure that you would even appreciate it. Let me go over here and get this less fucking exceptional wine. You're like, fuck you. What do you mean I can't fucking appreciate you? <laughs> Condescending. But in the meantime, they're working in a fucking store. It's no fucking different than if they were selling scotch tape. Well,
8: they certainly shouldn't make you feel bad. Like, I used to like to go into sports memorabilia stores. And, they, this, and the guy would, you know, be like, well, this, this autographed P. Rose card is probably a little bit over, over your head. I'll show you someone a little bit lower on well, the phone first football. of all,
7: you wrote your fucking... You wrote Pete Rose's name on there. So I'm not fucking <laughs> even impressed with you, pal. They're always... but None of those fucking things can be trusted. <laughs> but I like to look at the memorabilia, but the guys were always like... But I don't like, understand well, you understand can't, the memorabilia don't thing it. anyway. Here's a card Pete Rose signed when I wasn't there. How <laughs> the fuck can anyone be impressed with that? What does that even fucking mean? That's his autograph. It's him writing it down. Yes, while he wrote down... Another 20,000 <laughs> autographs that fucking weekend. Uh, here's uh, Curtis. Uh, Curtis, you're on the Run Fest Show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah.
4: Hey, uh, try uh, going into a record store and trying to buy a hard rock or heavy metal album and watching the looks on the face of those hipsters.
7: Yeah, they, there's never been, as far as I know, a metal record store. That's fucking true. Uh, people. Uh, treat people who listen to metal like uh, basically it's almost like they went into a fine restaurant, but they were eating just some sausage, <laughs> some long fucking sausage <laughs> that they bought on the street. And they're made to feel like fucking douchebags when really all they, they went and got the fucking album themselves, they brought it up there. You don't need to check it to see if they're sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Wilco just put something out yesterday. So what? <laughs> But again, it's not like this person has achieved
8: something in life. That, well, you know, it doesn't make sense. I remember going up to—I was in a bookstore, and I bring up my Stephen King. You know, I, I like Stephen King, so oh, I get that'd the That'd new... be embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But the person—that's all they have to do—is just ring me up and get me
7: out, and not not make little faces and. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that at a bookstore. I think it's be- happened to me because they're Barnes and Noble, and most of the time, what they're selling is diet books or self helps. I think they know better. I don't think that any of the chain bookstores... And by the way, chain record stores got away from, you know, the fucking cool kids (laughs) uh, working there. Where a person like Dave couldn't even go get another fucking Pearl Jam album. (laughs) Let's see. Just one isn't enough? You need three Pearl Jams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get as much as possible. And, you know, the whole snob thing, don't you... um, Don't you actually think that you should do something else other than consume and brag about it? I brag about what I'm consuming
3: right now. (laughs) Comic book stores can be that way. When I check out buying comics, they'll always ask, do you want bags and boards, you know, to go with those, to store them? Well, I don't keep my comics anymore because I just don't have room.
7: I didn't know that. You've always told us that you were a collector.
3: Yeah, I mean, I keep like, uh, like I, ones that I think are special or like a first edition or something. But for the most part, I just don't keep them. I don't have a place to put them. So I don't get the bags and boards. I didn't know this. Yeah. So, and I will get the dirtiest looks like, you, like I'm desecrating the precious comics by not getting the stuff to keep them nice.
7: Hmm. What do you do with these comics? You just throw them out?
3: Usually what I do is I put them down the hallway in case any of the kids in the building want them. I put them down, you know, by the, um, by the garbage chute. <laughs> by the garbage
7: chute? What are you living in a dorm? <laughs> oh, why don't you also do that with a half-eaten sandwich? Just put it down there in case anybody wants to finish it. Seems like a ploy to, to get these kids to kill themselves. Was, oh, because it's Resting near a garbage a shoot.
3: <laughs> a garbage shoot. where kids
7: are going to be? He, he doesn't mean it that well. Uh, you're making them no. feel bad that he can't you, explain himself.
3: You act like I'm putting them in an incinerator <laughs> and telling kids to go get burned. See, with, we're yeah. off
7: topic here. Yeah. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show.
3: Hey, what's going on? This one's from
2: Pepper. Um, I hate assholes who think fish is the greatest man in the world, <laughs> and when you say they suck... It's like, whoa, well, dude, you, you don't like music, obviously. You don't understand any of it. Well, I mean, if, if you're,
7: is... you're going to tell somebody that the band they're obsessed with sucks, <laughs> they're not exactly going to be wide open to what you have to say. <laughs> what Fish fans are really snobs
5: about or how many shows you've been to.
7: Yeah, they, where... it, and they got all that from the Grateful Dead. It was never theirs to begin with. I already went through that with fucking Deadheads. Where I'm saying, I'm sorry. Uh, a dozen is plenty for me. I can't go to hundreds of fucking the same fucking band over and over. They really make you feel bad, though. <laughs> well, it would always be great when you would, uh, you even coming out of a dead show, where you'd be like, man, that was fucking great. And people are like, well, that's because you didn't see him in Denver. Well, of course I didn't see him in Denver. I live in Philly. I'm going to get on a fucking plane to go see a show. I, not when the band is going to come here eventually anyway. Any of those type of you missed it? Guys,
8: I, I want to cut out of my life. Whether it's the, it's the one party you didn't go to, dude, you missed it. It's the greatest party ever. Well, I'm sorry I missed Darkstar.
7: <laughs> I fucking can't follow them no, around until they do it.
8: I know, but you missed it. You should have seen it, man.
7: It's like, shut up. Well, while you were following the band around, I was raising a family. How's that fucking sound to you? <laughs> Leading a productive life. Conformist. Um, he's uh, Justin. Justin, you're in Hey, California. Hey, uh,
2: been listening to your conversation. I, I don't know if uh, if uh, Fez is dealing with snobs or just uh, just jackasses. There's two examples: were a comic book store and men's warehouse. That's not really.
7: Yeah, That's I picked name. up on that. But Dave is already on his dick today, and he already told me he's having a bad day. I'm gonna leave him alone. I'm gonna let fucking Fez have a day for himself.
3: Snobs can be anywhere. Mm. The comic book people—they really don't have a right to be snobbish, but they get uppity.
7: Yeah, I don't know anything about that world, but renting a tux is not exactly... I mean, you're already doing a rental. But again, I'm not going to ride you, Dick. If Fez tried to, if Dave tried to turn you into some kind of incinerator now. <laughs> uh, you've already had a fucking uh, day for yourself. Um, but we're just talking about some fucking reasons. You go to a store, you're giving people money, and... Snob dicks. They I fucking hate you. And this is what a lot of it has to do with here. Uh, and we, like, we brought up bands and stuff. There is a certain fucking thing that people think if you are new to something, somehow you're ruining it. Uh, this is what happened in message boards in the past, where it was a community, but then if somebody didn't have X amount of posts, they were fucking, you know driven away. Yeah. The same thing will happen when you're into a band. You're fucking, "Oh, I fucking love this new album." Really? Cuz I like fucking three albums before. <laughs> I had a fucking EP before anybody knew about it. Uh, so what? I'm not fu- you know, my fucking job in life is not the music detective. I don't have to fucking get out there and find the music before everybody else. <laughs> I uh, I noticed that uh,
8: phone companies, cell phone companies specifically, are are becoming the worst snob dicks on the planet, whereas if they ask you, you know, you want this special insurance package, and you say no, they just, you don't want the insurance package? No, I don't want to spend
7: another $25 on
8: my already high
7: cell phone bill. I don't even know what you're talking about. You uh, wrestle with your fucking stupid phone more than anybody else. I'm just saying, everyone well, wants well, What I'm saying, uh... Just cell phone company. It's just not relevant to what we're talking about. It's a cell phone company's job to make you want to buy extra stuff. At Radio Shack, they're going to ask you if you want to get the fucking warranty. That's not what we're talking about here. Well, then they make you feel bad if you say no. That they act like a snob. Yes, because that's their. Fu- they're not acting like a snob. They're looking like they're acting like a guy who wants to fucking sell the full package. That's a whole different fucking conversation than what we're having. Uh, Michelle in West Virginia.
3: Computer guys drive me crazy. I'm reasonably intelligent. I'm known for what I do in my field. And every time I go into a computer store, I'm back in second grade with Sister Gertrude hitting my knuckles with a ruler. You don't know your megabytes from your gigs. Um,
7: You know, so much of that stuff now is is why some people would just prefer to go online, you know. And, I mean, Blinky tried to fucking, he confused snobbery with high-pressure snails. That's him. That's the 182. Mac people are snobs. Mac they people. Are dicks. Mac people feel like somehow if you don't buy a Mac, you're letting the world down. And, and for some reason, they think that Mac is better for, for the planet. And I don't even get that part of it. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I, I'd have a fucking Mac if it would fucking, you know, if everyone else did, then fucking do me, it fucking would do me some good here. But I don't I want something. I, I can't talk to Fez. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. Um, the iPhone fucking people are uh, kind of snobby, too. And, um, they will start and try to show you things. Look, look what I can do. Uh, well, I can make a fucking call. That's all I care about.
5: Sky too high, the intern on his I was like, you gotta go to Dwayne Reed. And he said, oh, no, it's okay. You don't tell me where it is. I have an iPhone.
7: I was like, what the fuck? I, it's downstairs. The iPhone has that new weird fucking feature where they turn fucking life. Have you seen that where you... You'll put it up, and you'll hit, click something, and it'll tell you what stores you're looking at. Yeah. Which uh, I don't even understand. <laughs> I don't understand how that could fucking happen. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Uh Jack, in Vermont, you're on Fez.
2: Uh, hey, boys. You want to fucking see some snob dicks? Try walking into a ski or snowboard shop. By the time you leave, you'll swear to God you'll want to punch every one of those fucks in the head.
7: Because you're not getting the fucking cool enough gear?
2: Exactly. I mean, they're like, what's wrong with these $600 skis? They suck. You should spend more and get the fucking $1,200 one. You're like, wait a minute, buddy.
7: Yeah, I fucking ski three times a year. <laughs> what am I going to do? Spend all the fucking money like I lived out there? <laughs> um, 866 Zero fez Here's Dr. X in Mexico City. You're on my fez.
0: Ronnie baby, when you walk into these uh, workout stores, first of all, you're talking to Conan. The guy's got a 30-inch waist, a 48-inch uh, uh, chest, cut like a monster, looking at you all out of shape. And you're telling this guy, hey, sir, can you recommend a treadmill? They just eat your balls for
7: lunch. Well, yeah, that is true. When they but The high-pressure stuff at a gym. And in the meantime, no offense, pal, but you got a job where fucking strangers are sweating on you. It's not like your working out has taken you to some kind of fucking heights that would be impressive to us. Uh, Dan in Long Island, I know we're going to get to hey. fucking comic book places later, Fez. I promise you. Dan, go ahead, buddy.
0: Everybody, I say uh, coffee people are the worst. Not so like complex Hawaiian blends or rare beans. It is the worst people talking about the drink.
7: Uh, it is true, and for some reason, I, and I feel really good about this. Starbucks has ruined coffee in this country where any idiot can just walk in and get it. <laughs> so you're no longer. Um, and then some people will get mad at you if they see it with a Starbucks thing. And also act like, oh, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Why you tell me I can go get you an espresso right now? We just got to go 72 <laughs> blocks. That's the best thing you've ever had. All right, back to comic books. Here he is, Fez. Mike in Virginia.
4: Yo, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing today? Great, man. Hey, Ephesians, I'm kind of feeling you on that. I don't, I don't hit those stores often. I hit it once for my nephew, and I was looking for, like, an Avengers comic book. And even the way they set the room up was really kind of snobby. I asked the manager, and he was like, well, who wrote it? You know, because we got so-and-so author who wrote Avengers over here on the far end, and this author over. I was like, dude, I, I just want the Avengers. Right. Like, what the fuck? I, I just did,
7: want to look at pretty pictures like a fucking baby. Man, I just
4: want to look at like pretty colored pictures. That's all like, they were like, no, these this guy wrote them here and this guy wrote I was like, you don't set them up like a library? Like, it, it was really messed up and they made me feel real stupid. Like, I told them, I was like, give me a list of some authors. I have no idea. I, Stan Lee? I was like, I don't even know.
7: Fez's favorite comic book character right now is Johnny Fairplay. And other than that, have you found anything else, Fess?
3: Um, I read some of the DC, uh, DC titles, the uh, Death of Batman that's going on now series, and uh, the Superman series that's going on now, where Superman has left Earth for New Krypton. Mm hmm. So those are the What's ones. What's
7: happening out there at New Krypton?
3: Well, the Kryptonians, uh, the Bottled City of Kandor, has been uh, restored. And they've got a new planet on the opposite side of the sun. And Earth has declared a, been declared a no Kryptonian zone. All Kryptonians banned from Earth.
7: You uh, going out as Superman again this year for
3: uh, Halloween? I might. I like that costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the combination Clark Kent-Superman, Clark Kent turning into Superman. <laughs>
7: <laughs> he loves it. Cool. you got any Superman pajamas?
3: I have, yeah, I do. I actually have, like, a Superman pajama top.
7: Top. A man wears a top.
3: Yeah. For Mm. some reason, I didn't get the bottom. (laughs) Oh, boy.
7: Tops and bottoms. So you just walk around with your balls hanging (laughs) out and Superman shirt on?
3: No, I'll wear some shorts with it. Mm. Some gym shorts.
7: And some spanks underneath Mm. that? Trying to do something about that big Mm -hmm. ass? All right, so that's your thing right now, Fez. You like to read the Batman and the Robin.
3: Right, yep. Same as when you were a little kid. Yeah, I stick with my DC titles. I read some Green Arrow. I read some of the Star Wars comics, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh
7: John, you're on the run of Fez show. John, we got you, buddy?
2: Yeah, you got me. First off, guys, love your show. Great topic. I hate vinyl snobs. Uh, they got an album. Yeah, hey! I just got this new album. They're like, "Oh, I got it on vinyl. You should hear it." Oh, well, it's,
7: it's, it's it's vinyl. It's always the younger people too. There are less people who actually came through the vinyl age. I think listening to it now than these college and even more post-college kids. Um, you have vinyl friends, uh, Hicks? Yeah, in college, my buddy bought turntables.
5: Yeah, And for about three months, he was a vinyl snob. And then he just gave up on it because he well, couldn't get any good vinyl.
7: A lot of them, they just go to flea markets and they buy albums and you're like, they're like, yeah, I was listening to this. And I'm like, yeah, but it's Herb Alpert. I mean, you're fucking, <laughs> you're bragging about it. But you wouldn't be listening to this music if it wasn't on fucking vinyl. <laughs> um, Steve, Steve, you're on the Runafest fest show.
2: Hey, buddies. Yeah. uh, The one guy I really can't stand is a hardcore, malicious-style gun store owner. He kind of sits in the corner. I'm 33 years old. He's asking me if I have any identification.
7: Well, don't you um, have to have identification, though? (laughs) I mean, isn't that? I hope so. It is a gun. But there are (laughs) uh, gun snubs, and when I hear uh, Ant talking about his gun collection, I get lost very, very quickly. And then, luckily, when I'm watching the compound pull them out and show them, and visually I can pick up. Um, but I'm like, uh, well, it seems like you have enough guns now. I mean, uh, uh, you're definitely well-protected. Yeah. But that's not enough if there's another kind of gun that you want to shoot. This is how funny, like, you can get addicted to things that aren't even addictive. You know what I mean? You can just get addicted to products. Oh, sure. Sure, I mean... Pe- well, you'll not, even though you need money for your kids... You will buy a fucking DVD day before you'll rent one. Oh, I love
8: yeah, I love purchasing DVDs. I don't like to rent them at all because I like the packaging. I like to
7: look at it. I like to touch it and read the stories. But how long do you get that before you know you've already got it down? Can't you do that over the course of a weekend? Um, it
8: the uh, shelf life is pretty short. It's probably you know a good solid year or so. I know it's m-
7: l- longer than that, about a year. But I mean, the, the fact that you need to own it. Yeah. That's that's I mean, you good. rent it and it's fine. But you that, that makes you actually sick to your stomach yeah, because you can't I stand need, it. I, I wanna have the rewatchability. I don't wanna have to
8: okay, I have to return the movie or even Netflix if I have I have it out, it's like it doesn't
7: feel like it's real. It doesn't feel like it's mine. Uh, here's Stephanie in Utah, you're on Run of Fez.
10: Fabric stores have the biggest snobs ever. Especially if you're not over 40 years old and your boobs and your butt haven't fallen, they treat you like you're a piece of
7: crap. Now, I had no idea. Now, what do they know about fabric that most people don't?
10: I don't know. Like, you go in there, and if you're not buying something that costs $20 a yard, they look at you like you're sewing with
7: toilet paper. Now, who would have known there was a subculture of fabric people uh, looking down? I had no (laughs) idea. This is fascinating to me, though. Uh, Sean, Sean, you're on my Hey,
0: Roddy. Yeah. Hey, I hate sushi snobs. Y- yes, I'm sorry I don't want to eat seahorse brains.
7: But do do you like sushi?
0: Oh I I like sushi, I but I'm I'm not every time I sit down and I sit down at a sushi bar and I order some t- some fatty tuna, white tuna, conch and the person just next to you just goes. <laughs> well, it's really
7: um difficult because I would have Believe that, except for I've had some sushi experiences now that I can't go backwards. Mm. I just can't go back to eating rolls. It, it's almost now it feels like I've shown up someplace. If I go get rolls and I'm just like ordering potato skins or something. <laughs> you really need, and maybe it's from living in the city where there's a couple of places that are just fucking phenomenal. But because of that, it's almost like after you've had really good pizza to go back to Domino's. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it might even be a bigger leap than that. It might even be a bigger leap. But Fez, you and I haven't um, eaten sushi together in a year because you won't get off the roll thing. No. And you do the, uh, we'll double up on the Californias. And it's almost <laughs> like, you, why would you make a face there, Hicks? I've had sushi before. I know what's going on. And you think that California's dull? A little bit. There's a dullness to that. After you've had these fucking people who uh, go off, and uh, some of these chefs are just fucking amazing what they can do to it. And even in that thing, you just go, just bring me the good stuff. Whatever good today, whatever the fucking guy wants to do, let him uh, bring it. And they don't cut it until that second, so it's like cut, and then you eat it. And it's phenomenally different than if you've got a bunch of rolls sitting on the fucking table for uh, 20 minutes. Here's uh, Bruce in Newark. You're on my Hey,
0: what's up, guys? I spent like maybe over $5,000 on a couple hundred DVDs throughout, you know, the past couple of years. And now that Blu ray's out, I feel urged to rebuy everything in Blu ray for the quality.
7: Yeah. How much money have you spent on your DVD collection?
0: I spent like maybe $5,000 so far, I'd say.
7: Yeah, it's an insane thing, and what is going to happen is no one is going to be interested in that collection as years go by. That the resale values on some of these CDs are like a buck. Yeah, you know that's a problem. So at one point you're like, I have five thousand dollars worth of uh, DVDs. No, you don't. (laughs) You got about fucking three hundred, four hundred dollars worth. Jeff, Jeff in Illinois, you're on Fez. Yeah, how
2: about uh, Harley-Davidson owners?
7: Well, it seems like uh and Hicks you would back this up. But do people let's say under 50 buy Harleys anymore? I no no anyone I know with
5: a bike has a fucking Honda. No yeah. one no one has a
7: fucking. None Honda. of the young guys no. will buy a Harley. What is the hate for Harleys there? Is it classic rock is it an anti-classic rock thing? Is this more anti-George Thorogood stuff? Probably, yeah. Mm, they don't, sad don't to like the man. Uh, John, John in New York, you're on How
2: you doing, guys? I think sports fans are the biggest snobs in the world. You could literally root for the same team and get into a full-blown argument with the guy sitting next to you.
7: Um, sports has taken on, um, a whole weird fucking scene now. And I, I, I will tell you this, uh, the Anaheim game last night in Anaheim. Yankees fucking A-Rod gets a hit. You hear people going crazy. There's a lot of Yankee yeah. fans getting in fucking planes. Um, not as many people as in cars there, but this is the fucking playoffs. You would think that the Angels would think to themselves, seriously, we don't have more fucking fans living within 20 miles of this place than these fucking Yankees bringing people 3,000 miles?
8: I was surprised myself. Those cheers were pretty loud. Really loud. And and, and I was kind of shocked. I was proud to be a Yankee fan that they would take over a stadium like that.
7: Well, I've seen it happen in, like, uh, Florida. Uh, Whenever the fucking New York teams go to Florida, they fucking dominate the crowds. No matter what the sport is. But to see that happening in a playoff game, especially
8: with the Angels, their organization has been so good for the last decade. Yeah. you would think that they would have now, you know, maybe not in 2002 when they won the series, but now in 2009, a real established kind of hardcore fan base that would stay with them and not allow any Yankee fans to get in.
7: Um, you sure, I'm
8: Hey Ronnie, how you doing? Good. Hey, uh, the work. The most
2: snobbed out I ever got was that a mid-price range art gallery,
1: <clears throat>
2: you know,
4: I'm, I'll admit, I look like a ham and egger, Yeah. But I walked in there, and he says, what are you, what are you looking for? And I, I told him Western art, because I like Bev Doolittle. She does some real nice
0: stuff. And the guy looked at me and says, you mean like cowboys and Indians? And I turned around <laughs> and walked right out of
2: there.
7: Well, yeah, I mean, it is an odd thing to say I like to say cowboys and Indians. <laughs> um, but here's the interesting thing about the art world. And it's the only thing that I could think of that's part of popular culture where the snobs and elites own the marketplace. You know, because like with a movie, people could say, you know, the fucking movie critics could say, you know, here's the movie. But then the general public will go out and see whatever piece of shit that they want to and have fun and throw popcorn at the screen. But in the thing of art, the, those small people, and there's only handfuls, can say, this piece is worth millions of dollars, and this piece next to it that looks pretty similar, took the same amount of time, is fucking worthless. You know, there's no kind of, all right, well, I'll take this to the masses after the fact. So those artists wake up every day, not a hundred percent sure of whether they're in or out, you know. And again, even in the fashion world, yeah, you could get fucked over by the elite in the fashion world, but still, you know, back corner this thing into Target and Walmart. You have a, even though that's really difficult to do to get past the elite, but in the art world, there's just no way you have to impress a certain amount of people certain amount of collectors for that stuff to ever be worth uh, anything at all um we got to take a break here 866 run 0fez 866 run 0fez lot to talk about today including um we will uh be looking at uh, Dave Leno will be dropping by today i think that's Jay Leno's younger brother and he's doing something he calls headline news uh, where he takes headlines that are funny and delivers them back to us, and also up on Twitter on the two o two friends, where does Fez watch his sporting events on the weekends? That is going to be up there eight six six run zero Fez. Make sure you uh, you go in over the Twitter page two o two friends. Put in your vote for where Fez watches his uh, and we'll give out his football games on the weekends, and we will give out a. Uh, We'll we'll give out a sign, Ron and Fez, T-shirt. Fez has already narrowed it down to Chelsea. It's no longer <laughs> the island of Manhattan. We know that it's Chelsea. It's a Ron and Fez show.
0: Among the few possessions he
11: left to his heirs was a set of Encyclopedia Britannica under the names Ari and Uzi Tenenbaum. No one spoke at the funeral, and Father Peterson's leg had not yet mended. But it was agreed among them that Royal would have found the event to be most satisfactory.
1: Fire!
7: We're on a Fez show. Weekday. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Davy Mac still can't shake the loss from last night. It's difficult, isn't it? No, it's... When you hear
8: this time? It ruins your night of sleep. Yeah. It ruins your next morning. It ruins every... You can't peruse the newspaper without seeing Joe Girardi. That's
7: really fucking funny. Why, Joe? Why? Daily I was news. trying to figure it out last night watching it, and I'm just like, uh, no idea what went on there. It, it, there were so many reasons not to make the pitching switch
8: at the end. Okay, That, that was the big mistake that everyone's talking about. Yeah. This guy comes in, he 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 gets two outs, no base runners, no hits, takes him out with two outs in the inning.
7: So when yeah. Savis comes in, single, triple. More importantly here, though, did you uh, get to see it in real time? Uh, I know that you couldn't get home, so you DVR'd it? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I DVR'd it, so I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't get to see it in
8: real time. Um, and uh, that also kind of... I, I was befuddled as to what was going on in the game, because mm-hmm. I actually got a um, text message from Ron that said, Yankees are murdering the Phillies. Uh, mm-hmm. Yankees are murdering the Angels the way the Phillies did. Yeah.
7: So I go, oh, okay. I, what I said to him was the... Yankees are going to beat the uh Phillies score from last night. Right. So he was all excited and wrote back no yeah. way.
9: I was all yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. extremely like this this is awesome.
1: Yeah.
8: And then when I wrote that, I wrote no way, a couple minutes later Ron texted
7: me back just kidding, Angels killing the Yankees. <laughs> so now I don't know what to believe. Yeah, so he sends me an oh no. And then I'd send you rain out. Then you said rain out. (laughs) And I go, okay, this is... I actually texted
8: back, is the ruse being played on me? And then the last text was, A-Rod's dead.
7: (laughs) Because you live in a... You know, I just... I could not live the way you are. I'd rather have a radio up to my ear than I would not knowing what the game is and trying to stay away from it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And in fact... So last
8: night, my mom, uh, she, she emails me, Dad's birthday, right? Okay, I'm, I'll open this email. I've stayed away from every fucking thing in my life. So I'm going to open up Dad's birthday. November 14th is Daddy's birthday. Make sure you reserve it. We're going to have a nice dinner. Sitting here watching the game tied 4-4 in extra innings. I'm like, you Bitch! You ruined the fact that the game is in extra innings now. All drama has yeah. been totally erased. And then I was like, well, I know, oh, the Yankees get 3-0. Now I know that they're, they're going to blow
7: the lead. I wonder what moves Girardi's going to make. It's just every drama got destroyed. My, uh, I have a buddy that's into uh, soccer, and he couldn't watch the U.S.-Mexico uh, game. And so he had it uh, TiVoing. And then when he came back on the train, he refused to look up. On the train, in case he saw any Mexican people looking happy or (laughs) furious. It's really hard. He didn't want to just ruin it by looking at fucking Mexican people and seeing that they looked really proud that day. Yeah, it's very hard to do. I never realized how difficult this is. You ready for Donnie Baseball? Mid series to come in and start managing your team.
8: First ever, first ever managerial change during a season. Especially it would be very, very peculiar move, being that the Yankees are still leading the series two games yeah. to one. But that's
7: how I. would He doesn't do. like a oh. loss. Uh, here is the Blahard. Blahard, how are you, buddy?
11: Fine, Ron. David, oh ye of little faith, you pulled the same nonsense with Tom Coughlin, if you remember. He did. So what happened? You, over this past year, you've said that you live in Central Jersey. You're partially a Phillies fan. Last year, you said that you were going to be a Mets fan. And now you're bashing Joe Girardi. Do you really think that the Yankees are going to lose this series? Do you have any faith in your team? I, Jesus Christ, Earl Douglas he was, a lo- was a loyal fan. You flip-flop, you're all over the place. Listen, How can you a- abandon your team and listen, want to bring in a new manager in the, the middle of the Listen to what I say, you non-Bronx totally Brooklyn. Fat- in
8: couch, mind. quarterback couching person. What? I said what? I said sense. armchair quarterback Monday was the phrase. Quarterback. Blowhard. What I said specifically was the Yankees will win despite Joe Girardi who is fucking the shit up like a fucking rapist. He is fucking Fucking his team You're
11: over. ready to jump off the bandwagon. I am every not time ready to jump off chance. the Yankees. I am ready to say, Joe Girardi, go fucking manage a double-A ball club. How did? How can you say that when the guy went over 100 games this year? Because his team's got fucking A-Rod, Teixeira, CeCe Sabathia. And, hey, if
8: we want to do anything, we credit Brian Cashman, the GM. Joe oh, Girardi, 130 how have won games.
11: In, how come they haven't won in nine years if they have such a great team? Why is that? Wait a second. So now you're fucking going on Joe Torre. So now you're the anti-Yankee fan. No, I'm loyal to my team, and I will never ever admit to liking the That's Phillies. Or even he loves the Phillies. He loves Blow the Phillies. Hard. Hard.
4: The first thing, Ronnie
11: B, that a, you, you like the Phillies. What, when I, you I did? Was, I grew strikes, up in Central baby.
8: Jersey. The Phillies were always on. I love Von Hayes. Big fucking deal. Let's not sidetrack this fan? thing.
11: You said you were considering becoming Blow a, Met a Met fan. last When
8: year? did this between with you and Earl? When did we fucking become St. Louis Cardinals fans? New York sports fans take a critical approach to rooting for their sports teams. I'm not going to sit back and let our manager
11: fuck this fucking team of destiny thing up. They shouldn't have won 103. They should have won 150 this year. You wanted Tom Coughlin gone. You were giving up on your job. I wanted him to fucking shape up or ship
8: out. And he shaped up. He fucking turned.
11: he He changed his whole entire coaching philosophy. And then last he, week he, he got, got on Tom off this. Brady's case, you wanted to get rid of Brady in 59 to nothing. I sent him a missive. What's wrong with you? Look, at, uh, I sent him a missive. I said, listen, you got to get me. And
8: obviously, I'm joking about that, but the point is, you need to motivate these people sometimes. You have to take a different approach. Brady needed to fucking get kicked in the ass and not be like. A, a
11: Hall of Fame quarterback needs motivation. Come yes. on, Dave. Yes, a guy who makes millions, a guy who's human won more beings than
8: need motivation, my friend. It doesn't uh, matter what they're going to the Hall of Fame or not. Fucking Alex Rodriguez is going to be one of the greatest hitters of all time. He needed the fucking New York press to be like, you have to win this year. If you don't think that that played a part in it, then you're crazy. Alex Rodriguez finally admitted,
11: yeah, you know what? I the the, the media, the fans, they're right. I have to fucking start performing hey, this Ronnie, year. We fit Dave for his Christmas presents do we get him an Utley jersey? Do we get who do we get?
7: Uh, for, whoever who we, wins, uh, whoever wins is what he wants. I'm a Yankees fan. I Are have a, a soft spot in my. F- I have a soft The fact that you heart. have a, you have a secondary team, and you even said. They're my secondary team. I, I liked the they're Phillies a as a
8: kid because they were on TV. I'm always a hey, Yankees I the Mets fan. On
11: TV, I can't stand the fucking
8: Mets. I don't root for the Mets either, pal. You said you okay? wanted
11: to. Last you're year all over the, the place. Yankees.
8: Joe Girardi is a bad manager, blowhard. He cost us that game specifically.
11: Yeah, manager of the year two years ago down in uh, Florida. So that I was, was actually three
8: years ago in 2006. A and B. That was a travesty. Hey, you're angry because you got caught.
11: Hey, the Giants blowhard, blowhard say, caught you. You want to fire to Tom Coughlin now?
8: No, I don't want to fire Tom. Because he he didn't watch the game. game. You didn't watch watch the game. I watched the game when I got home. I watched the game when I got home. Fat and fast forward. Yeah,
7: he doesn't watch any real games. Because I'm not
11: can't home. you Yankees now. We're going to win. We're going to win the game tonight. It's no problem. And even if they lose the game, he got to be loyal to one team. Do not say to Ronnie B, "Oh, I like the Phillies." I'm a or Yankees a wife, fan. I like the Mets, Casey. It's I love true. the Mets. I'm You're a, a Yankee fan. Living I'm, by the pinstripes. I, I want to hear about baseball. He's got not 1 ounce of experience. Oh you like him God. because he was your favorite player. Some
8: Yankee fan you are. You're right. going to
11: shit he's, on Donnie Baseball, no, huh? No, I, I, I like the status quo, my friend. Why don't you shit on Yogi Berra? Yeah, shit on me, Gehrig? Bro. That's not me, Mr. Quit-On-Tom. No, Hopley. he's there the whole time. The he's shitting on Don Mattingly, for crying out loud. Shit on The NFL victory in recent memory when the Giants beat the Pats... And weeks before that you were on the air with Ted See screaming how Tom Coughlin should be fired. True. It was a
8: year before that and day. now you want to get rid year. of
11: it was one try. year. It was the year that Tiki
8: Barber was smiling after the Eagles' playoff loss. And I well, said, the the Tom Coughlin pretty has sure to will. get fired because he, the way he was coaching, quite frankly, was not getting the job done. He came back the year before the Giants won that Super Bowl and totally changed his coaching philosophy. Based on what you said? I'm not saying based on what I said. I'm uh, saying
11: the guy became a different coach. Hey, listen, uh, when the Yankees had their victory parade, I'll be there. You'll be there with your Phillies jersey, okay? How about I, Utley, or do we get your Ryan Howard shirt? What do we, which one do we want? Or maybe the Angels. No, Howard. Okay, how about the Angels? I mean, I know you become an I Angel don't care fan, for them. You're not my brother days. liked
7: the Angels when we lived uh, in California. You're just helping. All right, Blowhard, I appreciate it. Uh, let's, oh, just, yeah. let's get something straight here. Yes, sir. Blowhard kicked your ass. Oh, I don't. <laughs> you know all. me, when I'm... Not at all. If I see something that goes down like that, I'll just fucking... I'm not going to let my heart go. Yeah. I'm just going to judge it. He destroyed you. I don't see that at all. I honestly, I respect your he, opinion. Here's the difference. He hit you with facts. He brought back things that you've actually said on this show. He was wrong
8: about several facts, including the fact that I won Coughlin at the end of a playoff loss, not two weeks before the Super Bowl. Here's
7: Bill in uh, Rhode Island. You're in my
0: Hey, Dave, I'm a Red Sox fan. I love you to death. I'm not calling up here to uh, bitch or fight about Red Sox Yankee stuff. I'm just saying what you're saying now. The, what you're feeling is what a lot of Red Sox fans and a lot of other baseball fans feel around. Like there's not a, there's complete uncertainty. You don't know if they're going to win. To get so close and then to have it be pulled away. That's a, I live in Rhode Island, so we have Yankees and Red Sox fans. He doesn't
7: there. know how to be a real fan because he's just exactly. used to the team I mean, being bought. You're for
0: go 86 years, my grandmother never knew what it was like to have the Red Sox win. People were crying at my family's graves when they won. Like. To have that yeah, uh, but
7: you can't compare being a Yankees fan with being a typical fan I you can... even admit it what, who couldn't coach this fucking well, team? yeah, they went out and they bought an all star team for themselves they've lost one playoff game so far this year, and you are furious and turning your back on the team at the manager and they it's lost because one. Goddamn he's, team. He's had now, a bad season. There's a lot of people. I mean, obviously, Fez was a fair uh, weather fan. But I think you fairly admit to that, Fez, that, you know, you don't watch all the games, particularly after they stop being good. Um, Your thing last year of let's get rid of Gruden, the guy who got us here. Uh huh. And what do they have left?
3: Raheem there's, Morris.
7: There's nothing Jack there. Shit. There's nothing there. Jack and Shit. But this is the way pe- people normally have to exist outside of. Uh, the new york metro right but that this doesn't
8: people say i don't know what it's like i grew up in the 80s when the yankees had despicable teams i never jumped ship you can see me i've showed you guys my picture well with you Tony said D-
7: at that point you started to say hey i like the phillies i, I like have a, I, I showed you guys a photo of me and, uh, and uh, my yes, yankees dan. shirt dan in florida yermon fez hey dave i got two quick
0: questions for you how many times did you visit the yankee stadium this season
7: I have
8: not been able to per- get a ticket, okay? I tried on eBay. I have two kids, thanks. How many kids? Okay, and two. And
0: How many yet, times did you visit Bank Field? But I uh,
8: went there once before the season. I didn't even watch a game because my oh, wife had to go. My
7: wife so you've to go. been to the new fucking, the new Mets stadiums more times than before the Yankees. I you could go to, go
3: to the new Yankee stadium for free to watch the games played in Anaheim. They're letting people in. To watch on, like, the Jumbotron. So you could be there with Yankee fans Yankee stadium. I didn't even know stadium. that.
7: I didn't even know you, that. You don't know something. A non-Yankee fan knows something. No, I didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Oh, I mean, you know, I didn't hear that. I've been in New
8: Stadium twice. Dave. Oh, this is... Well, you're this a real fan. It's True. He doesn't even know sports. He, he couldn't... I can could tell you all twice. the Yankee retired numbers right now in, in 30 seconds. That's what a Yankee fan I am. just well, makes you a weirdo. It's not a weirdo. I'm a Yankee fan. You you
7: always brag about being a football fan. Yes, I am. I'm a big football fan. And that we find you in our league now. I think it's 0-6.
8: Yeah. 0-6. I've had some extremely bad luck. Yesterday
7: you said, I'm locked in. I'm going to beat the awful mooch. And I was actually cheering for you. Yes. And then he came back last night and won. I mean...
8: (sighs) It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, the, and you're uh, gonna fuck around with other people running teams. The Broncos had defense. He had the Broncos defense, and somehow they, they, they were able to go Here's past. Here's what I don't even I understand. Scored
7: 120 I mean, points. I'm used to you not fucking winning, but uh, our own uh, Hicks is three and three. He scored 26 points. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I hate that, this shit so much.
3: And didn't you start out three and zero? Oh? Yeah, yeah, you did. On yeah. the
8: Jets of this fucking league. I scored 122 fucking points. That's, this How'd is, you lose? Because somehow they, they decided to give the Broncos defense, which still allowed like 23 points last night. It's not like the Broncos threw a shutout. They, they awarded the Broncos defense all these points because of a couple turnovers. Too. That's, that's an, insanity. I can't figure it out. That's so right. so I'm getting rid of my defense. I believe I have the Packers your Packers you're out. you're gone. you guys want them? I'll take them. We're going <laughs> to take all your stuff. <laughs> I'll keep Brady. every
3: day we get something from you. yeah
7: I'm going to cut a whole bunch of guys this week. No, in our division um is uh well, in the other division, it's HTG in Fez's division mm hmm um, girls division HTG is over there. Fez, uh, I believe Franklin, <laughs> um, and of course Hell's Buckets, our own Kathleen from the Bronx. It's a girls division. Our division, the guy division. Uh, and by the way, HDG is in a division. She's only lost one game by one point. Wow. To yeah. me, opening week. Luckily, I didn't catch her second or third week where I'd have been fucking destroyed because she's popped up. Our division, the black and blues, uh, is being run by a guy who's no longer with the show, Scruffy, who was kicked off the show, and I believe he's 3-1-1. One, one. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Uh, now 4-1-1. One, one. He is 4-1-1? One, one? Yeah. Um, I'm going to turn that team over to Crazed. Scruffy's been kicked off um, the for being anti-American and, of course, anti-Ron and Fez. He's turned his back on his right. country. I don't see how he could be part of the Fantasy League. Now, you're telling me he's here today? Yeah,
5: he came here hat in hand. I think. What did he I do you do? Have
7: to pick some stuff up. Did it? Did he leave something behind? Yeah, uh, because yeah, I haven't seen him in weeks. He's been gone for two weeks since that horrible. Then day. those two last games should be forfeits by him. <laughs> he, he he is telling me that he has a prepared. He has a statement that he wanted to. Well, send him in. Guys. He can say goodbye to the audience. I have no problems at all. If he says goodbye to the listening audience. Fez, I hate to tell you how to use that thing, but I'll about a little sad music? You got it. Bye.
9: Ron, Fez, Dave. Prepared a little statement here. I am issuing this prepared statement in regards to the incidents which have been taking place in the Ron and Fez Fantasy Football League over the past six weeks. Before this time, I must admit, I did not realize how Mooch Cassidy's rampant cheating With tearing apart the league as well as the Ron and Fez community in general. I know now that Mooch is, without a doubt, a liar, a cheat, and a fuck-ass immigrant who really has no place in this country in the first place. In fact, I'm quite sure he was married just for a green card. I would like to thank Ron for letting me be here, Fez. And fuck you, Mooch, for ruining the friendship that I so valued and for being a Protestant terrorist alcoholic. I should have known better than to associate myself with a potato-sucking scumbag like Mooch. He's a cheater, and he will be exposed before the season is over. I've come to realize now that there are most likely various conspirators all over the Ronafes community helping him out, very possibly his good friend Pepper Hicks. Finally, I've heard the real reason that Mooch left Ireland was because he raped a young child and is now dodging extradition in the United States. Thank you. Thank you very much. There he goes. You know something, Scruffy? Wait, I know you're leaving, but I want to just say
7: something. You showed something to me here today. And that was a lack of character and a lack of guts turning on a friend. And I would love to welcome you back to the Ron Festival. Yeah! Thank you. Wow. Thank you very much.
9: Wow. I did the best I could do. Thank you very much. Scruffy's back. Yay! Scruffy's back.
7: And by the way, this stupid fantasy league has indeed ripped this fucking uh, team apart. How can I be helping Moots if I have a worse record than him?
5: Exactly. How'd your fucking quarterback get a zero? <laughs> because I'm listening to these stupid fucking ESPN progress reports or whatever the fuck. Like an
7: asshole.
5: I listen <laughs> I them every fucking week. <laughs> I throw myself off a fucking building. Fuck.
7: You know what's really funny? The guys that are trying the hardest, except for Dave, for fucking getting the most frustrated. Well, I'm making a bunch of moves this week. Hopefully, things will turn around. Yeah, I make a bunch of moves every week. Uh, I just find new places to be upset. I've scored over a hundred points the last
8: three weeks, and I can't get a W. This is you're right to get rid of some of these fucking assholes, though. Get rid of Brady. Well, he—I said I—I
7: get—I gave him a missive. I want an, another thirty points this week. By the way, I don't think our quarterbacks score enough points. It just seems like they don't get enough fucking credit. <laughs> When you see the way that they dominate games, but then they don't dominate our league. Right. Some fucking receiver or fucking halfback. I mean, um, because I wasn't looking this shit over. Uh, The burger throws for over 400 fucking yards, (laughs) and he has something like a 23. Mm -hmm. AP didn't do that fucking great this year. He picked up 19 this week. He picked up 19 points for me. I'm like, what? It's uh, biased. What?
8: There's a, some kind of weird bias going on with this thing. I don't think they have.
7: By I the M- way, McElpornio. my new best friend might be scruffy at this point because I love the things that he's saying and I agree with him so much. Uh, Franklin was supposed to. Now, this is what I understand because you look at the lines and I'm like, well, I'm going to beat Fez. I'm up by 30. I feel good. Oh, look at. And HDG is going to get crushed by Franklin. She's a 60-point a underdog. She beats them by 30. So the projections are off by 90 fucking points.
3: <laughs> yeah, none of that makes sense. I, ha- you know, And it's like, I don't think I'll figure any of it out by the end of the season.
7: Well, that's because you're a retard with all the fucking Patriots.
5: The one Patriot <laughs> I had fucking went out in the first fucking quarter. It's fucking <laughs> Oh, yeah, I noticed pit. that.
7: You fuck? had the only Patriot that didn't score any fucking points. You went a 26. Not only that... But the quarterback that you played against had a minus six, and you still got routed. I don't understand what's going on in my life. This is fucked. Fuck Matt Hasselback, He's gone. I think, I'm, I think I'm against Kathleen this week. Hopefully her hot streak is over.
3: I've got Franklin this week.
7: I hate to say it. I'm going to fucking root for you. Only because of Franklin's fucking mouth earlier. What is he, three and three? No, he's two and four. Two and four. It's still not low enough for me. <laughs> and still, no, I'm serious. He has caused a lot of fucking uh, problems. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Franklin's uh, stopping in a little later on in the uh, show as well. And uh, we're going to try to pick a new movie for him. I tried to run the marketing campaign for his last movie. He wanted nothing to do with me. I think it's the big mistake that he made.
8: Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he would listen to you. You have two radio shows, millions of people listening, but... Well, the
7: point is this. I don't know why he would... Like you, he listens to the pot-smoking Dean. (laughs) And Dean thought that my ideas were fucking with the seriousness of the film. I wanted to push the fucking moo character. Right. I wanted to sell it as a big movie. Start selling moo clothes. Start having moo girls with big tits going everywhere. And Dean's like... Please, it's not some fucking idiotic virus show. This is a, uh, a serious movie. Okay, great. Well, then you sell it, Dean. If you can put the joint down and, and your drunk friend Dave long enough. Let's smoke up. All right. Um, it's that point of the show where we uh, bring in uh, Jay Leno's younger brother. And I don't un- understand why Jay is not using them? You think that he would since he's got his own show? I guess uh, Jay's loss is our gain. Here coming into the show doing headlines, it's our own Dave Leno.
8: Hey, it's my Dave Leno here, folks. And now it's time for some Headlines. Let's take a look at this first one from Don's Sporting Goods. It somebody says, we have a large selection of basket balls. <laughs> Whoa. I don't want to play with those. But those uh, bouncing balls are pretty round and hairy, huh? Basket balls. Here's one from a local butcher shop in Atlanta. Their motto simply is "Taste our fresh meat." <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not going to be tasting any of your meat, pal. Sounds a little uh, funny to the fellas, right, guys? Huh? Taste my meat. <laughs> <I'm awful laughs> a homophobic, Dave. Here's an ad for a bake sale. Then it's uh, the uh, the sign simply reads "Pies for sale." Anyway, hair pies? <laughs> Gross. Don't bite into that one. Uh, make sure you floss after that pie. <laughs> What was that last part? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, fellas, Everyone from a uh, large pet store in Pittsburgh. This ad says, come see our large selection of cockadoos. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, that must be some incredible looking bird, let me tell you. I wouldn't want that bird in my throat, huh, fellas? Right, right, guys? Hmm. On vacation, Santa's next one. It's a sign that reads, "You are now crossing the Mason Dixon line." No, I'm not. I'm not gonna, I won't be crossing that line ever. Okay, I'm, I'm very straight. No one's gonna be crossing that line and doing this that? It's a dick right on the line. No, I won't be doing that line. Let's go to the next one. Here's an ad from Taco Bell. It simply reads eat our tacos. What are pink tacos? Right,
7: Elvis? Huh? Come on. So a lot of stuff is all either penis or vagina.
8: Hey, this one tastes
7: pretty fishy. This <laughs> pink taco. Get it, guys? You know pink tacos? Is like, yeah, like, they like, didn't say pink taco. They just said taco. Yeah, I know. I know, Ron. But it's <laughs> insane. Like, imagine if it was, though.
8: Imagine if it was
7: pink taco. Yeah. you I mean,
8: <laughs> you think in
7: your head, though, what if it was pink taco
8: on the yeah. side? It was, it was pussy. No. And like a little puzzle, yeah, right? I got Guys. it. Got it. Here's an ad for uh, <laughs> a Brooklyn Dodger Old Timers Day. Uh, we wins one of the players' name Don Newcomb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Newcomb? New Newcomb. Yeah, come. Yeah, right. But I know you're you're pronouncing it cum <laughs> cum, Ron. But I'm saying if you go like this, come Newcomb, right? Yeah, well, yeah, Look, look. look. Old come, newcom, <laughs> I don't want to taste it. Okay. I wanna eat your cum. Oh, all right? It's not
7: even spelt like
8: cum. You, you know what I mean though. I'm not gonna mm. be shaking down new cum's <laughs> hand, okay? Right. A little sticky. Yeah. I, right, right guys? Right? No. Hey, look at this. no. We also have this one sign outside of a uh, clock store owned by the uh, Johnson family of Detroit. Now, here's what I've done. I've blacked out the L, okay, on the sign. So now simply the sign reads Johnson's Cox, right? Yeah, but, yes, so idea.
7: Yeah, but uh, it wouldn't be the actual sign. You've blacked yeah. out the L. I blacked
8: out the L. So now it reads Johnson's Cox,
7: right, guys? I mean, come on, fellas, right?
9: No. I don't
8: want to go there. I I, don't, I don't want to eat a cock, you know? It's like someone wants me to go over there to Johnson's and suck a cock and tell what time it is. It's like that, that's not what Jay Leno does. Dave uh, Leno does. You're confused whether you Leno, or your brother? Neither Leno is going to be sucking the cock. Right. Okay? Mm. And I just want to say this one last thing about, you know, <laughs> Johnson's cocks, you know? Don't expect me to be taking that cock <laughs> in my ass. Okay? It's not going to happen.
7: All right? All right, was that uh, the end of... Uh, That's yes. the end of the headlines. These are all real. These, all right. are, Day all, Day Day. these are
8: all real
7: headlines. Well, I mean, you know,
8: crazy. I, I did a little with an L. I blacked out L at one point. but it did, it was, it, Yeah, but for, for
7: for for the most part, yeah, yeah. All right, there he goes, Dave Leno.
8: Okay. Anyway, said, uh,
7: Dave Leno, I, anyway. headline news. Uh, T-Bone, you're on the run of face show.
2: Uh, I was wondering, is that Guy Guyerson or Richard Dreyfus showing up in the studio
7: today? Yeah, it was a little more Richard Dreyfus. It was a little more Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Who who's the Who's the, Richard Dreyfus? You are already done, Dave Leno. I came back in the studio.
8: And somebody was going to talk about it,
7: me and Richard Dreyfus. He thought <laughs> i give you the headline news. <laughs> did you find another uh, funny headline when you were out in the hall? I did. I found another <laughs> he, funny headline,
8: and this was for Toys R Us. Yeah. And instead, what we've done here is we've taken CGI. We we blanked out the toys. And now we just have dicks R Us, and it's like you know. Are you right, guy? I mean, you're not going to want to, you know, what kind of store is this? I mean, it's like, you know, it's a like, Toys like, R Us, but, right? no, but yeah. you've CGI changed everything. Yeah, I know, but I mean, still, you know. <laughs> All right. Is it?
7: There you have it, Brad. All right, All right, 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 right thanks. Headline I'm news. Gonna
8: look, I'm going to go look, look look, at my car collection. Headline
7: now. news. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, up. You know, the Bloom Boy saga keeps going on, and the police are supposedly going to bust him. But now they say charges could come against an organization that blurs the line between news and entertainment. I don't know who they think is behind
3: this. um, My first thought is Fox News. No,
7: I don't think Fox News was even up front on this. Somebody apparently got involved or knew that this thing was going to come down. According to the police.
5: I think it's like an Extra or a fucking Access Hollywood. Something like that.
7: Some One of the sillier fucking... A small half-hour show that wants some fucking heat. You don't think it's one of the networks? Because I know that he had this thing of getting on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. So I thought maybe he would have contacted them first.
8: Even though it seems big, remember it was on MSNBC first. It was like an NBC affiliate. You think they were behind uh, it? I, I'm not sure if it was NBC, MSNBC that was behind it, but the NBC affiliate was. Now to uh, Oh, okay,
7: because I thought it was on CNN first.
8: No, remember, I remember we were watching MSNBC because they were like, one of our NBC affiliates has the footage. And I'm like, okay, it's a small channel. How could they have a fucking chopper up following this kid that quickly? They kept well, going because to- they're
7: local. That's my point. Nobody else would be there. The Fox News thing is not going to be out there. But exactly, like that, I mean, I mean that could have been just the traffic helicopter. Yeah, but I mean
8: that's what. But they, I think the guy put in a call to someone we don't know who. Are that you was. still doing Dave Leno because the voice sounds
3: the same? <laughs> no, no, maybe uh Could it be a website like a TMZ?
7: Yeah. Uh, so in other words, nobody knows, right? Right. I'm the only. Yeah. I hadn't heard about it, and uh, so we'll have to see what happens when it comes out. All right, eight six six. Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez twenty nine percent of Republican voters nationwide, uh, if they could vote today, uh, would be picking as their front runner, Governor Mike Huckabee. Uh, he had twenty nine percent, twenty four percent with Mitt Romney, and then third with eighteen percent, Sarah Palin.
3: Huckabee could end up getting this if it's the Christian right that ends up reorganizing the Republican Party. That is true, Fez. That's what we're seeing right now. So, But I don't... I, I really... I think they're going to go with Mitt Romney. I bet Huckabee ends up on the ticket because they won't want to do another chance with Palin. But I think they're going to go with Mitt Romney.
7: Well, obviously it's far too early to... To say, but uh, it's the two, the, there is your three front runners. Um, Dave, have you got a feeling or is it going to be somebody on the outside?
8: I think that they're going to pull in an Obama and they're going to have someone around 2010, 2011, just pop up out of nowhere, get behind him and say, look, or, this is a new Republican.
7: Yeah, let's look back at this. If this was, you know, a couple of years before the last election, there's no way Obama was at the top and there's also no way John McCain. Was at the top of his party, so if you sit around and play with these telephone poles and all, it's still far too early to say.
8: And Clinton wasn't a national figure until very, very late. Hillary? No, Bill. Oh, Bill. Bill oh. I mean, if you look at the, you know the war room, it's like he wasn't even really a uh, uh, no one. Well, a lot him of times that's
7: you know, that's the thing that fucking happens for you is to come to have almost less experience. Right. That's what worked for Obama. Yeah, and he, there was so much less experience, so much less to blame on the guy.
8: Yeah, because uh, I think essentially Americans do hate uh, kind of politics in general. So when you yeah. say well, we're not, I'm
7: not tied to them, then it's good. I'm here for change. I'm not yeah. the old guys. I'm the change guy. Well, how do we know you're going to change things? Because I'm telling you, <laughs> right now, I am uh, changing. Another story here: TLC has uh, is now suing John Gosling, who wants to stop his show. Stop his kids, pull them off. They're hitting him with a breach of contract.
3: This this whole thing is done. We will not see the Goslings again. The so the only way we'll see the Goslings again on TV is like maybe down the road when someone wants to interview the the eight kids when they're adults.
7: All it takes is a deal. All it takes is first of all, neither one of these parents is uh, going to have the money on their own to to do shit. They don't have fucking skills, either one of them. Gosling, he yanked the fucking plug because they tried to push him out. And that's TLC's fault. They tried Mm -hmm. to act like, well, well, let's just do the deal without him. Without offering him something new. They fucked up. He did the only thing he felt like he could do is, I'll fucking screw the pooch for everybody. So they're going to have to sit down and come up with some kind of plan that works for the mom and the dad. I don't think it's that difficult if this fucking stupid... um, Network knew what to do. But while we're talking about that, in the meantime, most of these reality families don't have a long shelf life. I mean, those Osbournes were big for the first two years, third year not as, and then it was over. And you could pretty much find that whenever they tried to follow anybody. The Hogans, first year, wow, this is huge. Second year, not so much. Third year, it's fucking done. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so they might have gotten all they can out of this little family.
3: They said uh, Kate Gosseline said that the kids are crying because the film crews have left, <laughs> and because they don't get the big events to go to anymore.
7: Well, of course, but sh- neither do other kids. I can't fucking sit yeah. around and feel sorry that your kids don't get to go to Hawaii on a fucking whim. You you know it's like I'm so disappointed we stopped winning the lottery. Right. Like last year was great because we won the lottery, and all this year blows. We haven't even won a lottery. You fucking hit the fucking lottery, you fucking idiots.
3: The whole thing was supposed to be a just kind of a look at how a family with multiples functions. Well, now you don't even, you have no idea how a real family with multiples functions because now they've got production assistants and companies showing up every weekend to build them, you know, tree houses, eight, per, you know, one per
7: kid. I don't even know what that means. I haven't watched the show. Uh, Dave, what about this as a reality idea? The drunken McDonald's of Central Jersey choosing Yankees one day, Phillies the next. Oh, would love. that be, would that be a show for you
8: yeah, that would be an awesome day. I mean that would be an awesome show. I'd love to do that yeah, I'd love for t l c to come into our home, our humble home and shoot us with guns no with the, with the with cameras, but I think that if the if the, if this show gets cancelled, another network will scoop them up in a heartbeat, and if they were smart, they could make it like a law and order type show, and the first half is all Kate. The second half
7: is all John that's actually a smart fucking idea. I hate to say it, but why wouldn't they come up with that? Yeah, it's a one hour show show how the fucking kids are different with the mom than when they are with the dad. People would love that, that fucking would be, be show huge It would have worked for both the mom and the dad, but here's the weird thing. How come this fucking maniac can think of that? And nobody at a TV network.
8: Because they don't think. They they retread the same recycled shows over and over again. Here's my good friend, Arch. Arch, what do you
7: got for me?
0: I think the Goslins should start looking into uh, making weather balloons.
7: It would be a great idea to get the little Chinese kid with the glasses up in a fucking <laughs> weather balloon. Uh, by the way, they're, just, they're showing this on CNN now. It's the Wolf Blitzer night that uh, he did larry king with uh, wolf blitzer and what balloon boy said before they went on the air um and we've got it right here and ready to go this is actually before they went on the air with wolf blitzer the balloon family and this is our own lovely balloon boy
9: hello to them before the interview began let's watch that is this wolf
4: hi Hi guys.
7: Who the hell is Wolf? That's (laughs) me. Balloon Boy said, "Who the hell is Wolf?" (laughs) Before he fucking broke down and ratted out his entire family because he liked Dave's idea.
3: Dave's idea is not going to work. John Gosling is not going to cooperate with people. He's getting paid. He doesn't have to be the same. That's why he's gone. He's become too much of a pain in the ass for anyone to deal with.
7: So's fucking Keith Richards. And there's money to be made. You fucking deal with it.
8: And I think, yeah, he's only pissed off because they, they were thinking that they were going to make the show without him. And he's like, now I'm going to lose my fucking show, so I'm going to sue so no one gets a show made. So if you do it my way, John, now he gets, he shares the show with his wife. Only they never have to beat it together.
7: I need the at 202 friends page sent to me so I can read off some of these uh, people who went up for it. Um, here is, uh, Jim. Jim and Iowa, you're on a Fez. Whoops, let me try again, awesome. Jim. Yeah.
4: yeah. Hey, uh, you could probably get, uh, Blink-182 to do the theme song for the McDonald's show.
7: Uh, Dave, would you
8: be up for that? No, I would not be up for that. Why not? Because I don't like them. I don't care for them. Um, don't like them for personal reasons. That's all I'm, I'm going to say.
3: This sounds like a fun show coming on, though. Did you ever get to the bottom of your fears? No. Refused though?
8: Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Thanks. I had to go home. I had a Yankees game to watch.
7: Did you ever go like this? Don't talk to me. <laughs> Why? I didn't want to listen to the show today. <laughs> Something I just remembered out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, John, John, you're on the Running Fed show.
0: Hey, Ronnie B. Quick question for you. Would you have turned
7: heel like John Gosselin did and blew up the whole spot or stay at baby Babyface to keep the payday coming in for the kids? Uh, There's, you know, the only way that you can ever do any kind of deal is if you could say, I'll, I, I have the power to walk away or I have the power to fuck up this deal. And, yeah, pulling the plug was the, what he felt was the only fucking thing that he could have done and in the case that he was at, if I was already where he was at, I don't see much choice what he had. Once they took your name off the show and start to fuck with your money, and then you're going to be like, no, I'm going to keep the deal going for everyone else. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, He did the only thing he can do. But here's the only thing I think that this fucking network can do. Because it's not like they can go around and make other fucking shows. They stink at it. And they had one freak hit show. In business, you got to fucking take care of that thing. Whatever it takes. Does this guy need a massage therapist? Get it for him. ABC was able to put up with fucking Roseanne for fucking eight years. And she was a maniac. (laughs) She was a fucking wild maniac. And they were able to do it. Why can't this network just go... John, things are going to work out for you. We're going to get you. You're going to start developing your own shows on our network. Wouldn't have cost them shit. Would have been fucking easy money. They blew it. Now, the fact is, is this guy a fucking douchebag and is he all whacked out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what? We brought up before. Sometimes if you're managing the Rolling Stones and Keith and Mick hate each other, you got to get them two buses. You got to put them on different sides of the fucking town. You got to keep them buzzed. You got to keep women in their life. This isn't new. It's not fucking new stuff that we're making up here.
3: See, I don't know if anyone's gonna go. Anyone else is gonna go for John Gosselin, like any other network
7: is gonna pick him up. That's not what I'm talking about. They have one hit show, and they blew it. It doesn't matter if he never gets to eat again. Doesn't fucking matter. What matters is you don't have a fucking hit show now, and that's the only show. I mean, that
8: was a huge show for TLC. They don't have a lot of shows.
7: No, they don't have a shit. They 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 had one hit show. In their history, and the problem is, they couldn't keep it fucking together. They had to start and scene when this fucking guy was going off the reservation early on. Mm -hmm. And then when he got way too far gone, they got to go, look, we got to keep this thing together or else we don't have a fucking show. It's stupid what they fucking did. It's not fucking show business. You don't think there's plenty of goddamn uh, Hollywood studios that have to go covering up people's coke problems or their affairs or whatever it fucking takes to get the movie
3: put out. Mm-hmm.
7: It's not because it's the right thing, it's because that's what you gotta do to serve the fucking show. They had one hit show, and they didn't fucking keep it together.
3: They may have felt that they had gotten all they could out of this couple. You then why know, are they still in the fucking news? Because, I mean, because the ratings were falling off after that initial divorce episode that started this new season.
7: Right. Falling off of what? The highest fucking ratings that the fucking place has ever had. You just see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yes, they weren't at fucking 5 million, they were 3.5 and then their next fucking show was at 32,000. Yeah. You know, I mean it's fucking ridiculous. Um David, David, you're on the Ron Fez show.
2: Hey Ron, I got to re- I got to agree with the uh retarded redhead and uh I think half hour first Kate, second half hour, John. She bitches at the kids, he spoils them, then they get to meet in the middle and uh you know, discuss each other's performance as a parent. And need I, to fu- be like, oh, I fucking fuck
7: really did. think that's a good idea, and everybody could be happy with it. It solves
8: everyone's problem.
7: I don't. And see. if Bez is acting like, oh, the show's already over, then why are they still in the fucking news? Why are we talking about them? We're not talking about. I couldn't even tell you another fucking show on these cable <laughs> networks.
8: TLC doesn't. They they need to massage these people a little better.
7: They need to run the fucking show. They're not the ones under the pressure. This whacked-out fucking kid is. It's the first time in his life pussy's ever walked up to him and guys fucking handing him coke. Of course he's gonna fucking get off the rails a little bit. He's a mongoloid from fucking central Pennsylvania. (laughs) Seriously. This fucking dipshit thought he was gonna spend the rest of his life having some fucking mean woman shit in his mouth. And he was like, okay, that's the way life works. And then bing, all of a sudden... Uh, some girl comes up and goes like this. Do me a favor. Smell my pussy and see if it smells like cotton candy. And he found out that it did. And he's going like this. Why do I let this mean bitch shit my fucking mouth? He needs somebody to fucking grab him and just start fucking putting hundreds in his hands. I know you're upset. Here's a stack of hundreds. Let me wipe that fucking ring off your nose and get you fucking going. Whatever happened to good old American manipulation and fucking show business?
3: Mm-hmm. I think they massaged him as much as they could. I mean, they got what that. What is your loyalty to these assholes? What is your loyalty to TLC? I'm just not a John Gosselin fan. That's why it would make
7: a good show. The fact that you would hate him mm-hmm. makes it a good show. Yeah, Go like the mom better. Then you can spend all your time going like this. The mom's great and the dad blows. That's what a fucking good show is. They had something fucking going there. What I'd like to do, I'm gonna make fucking two phone calls after this show. First one's gonna be information they get TLC's number, and then the second one is I'm gonna put Dave McDonald up Good. to be running a television network. Thank you, because he's got better ideas than anybody over there. Good.
3: Pennystockchaser.com. If you want to get into the market, you want to start. I'm investing. in the market.
7: I'm in the market, baby. I'm in that fucking penny market right now. I'm loving it. I'm crazy about it. The stocks are going up and down, and I'm
3: just, I'm following along on a computer. It's so exciting. You might want to check into penny stocks. I'm already with them. I already told you. I'm there. Some of these penny stocks can just burst. What they'll do, some of them will even have a return of a 1,000%. Because you're the preacher, I'm the choir.
7: Turn around. Mm -hmm. Don't point at me anymore. Look out there to the congregation.
3: I'm with you 100% here. Now, to invest, what you need is information. You go to pennystockchaser.com, sign up there. Do me a favor. Stop bringing me information, Fez, and start giving me information. Well, pennystockchaser.com will give the information. Greed is good.
7: Wake up, fucks! This is the rest of your life, Colin. Oh, you're going to be a rich man. So rich, you don't have to waste time anymore.
3: They've got everything you need to get started in the penny stock market.
7: Right again, butt fucks. Here's how it works. It's like the movie Wall Street. And you're going to be living like Michael Douglas the whole time.
3: You're going to get free emails. You're going to get free hot stock alerts. I'm getting them. And you're also going to get notices, you know, when something looks like it's ready to go off. Also, tens of thousands of members that are already on PennyStockChaser.com, and they are going to share information. You're going to see what worked for some other uh, investors. You're going to see the success. Why are you stories.
7: making it work boring? Why don't you just tell the truth? You're going to get in there. You're going to kick ass. You're going to take names. I mean, you're going to rip the tits off Wall Street. You're going to end up like me. The Wolf of Wall Street, making things happen for the first time in your ham and egg or life, or you want to end up like Fez, the fag of Fayaville, just walking around from gay bar to gay bar asking if somebody's got some spare cum.
3: <laughs> now, if you Which have... Which is it? If you have the time... Which is it? Neither. If you have the time... You don't want to be the Wolf of Wall Street. I want to be the Wolf of Wall Street,
7: You yes. don't listen to me at all. I'm really starting to pick up on that. So why did you say Neither. If you While want. you're listening to us, you could be getting out there kicking ass, kicking ass for you, yourself, Gordon Gecko style.
3: That's it, right, Gigi. Investing Thank in you. the market is difficult unless you get Look at the this stock little TV. Of
7: Look at this tiny little TV, and my kid is speaking French, and he's throwing food at people. All right, I'm Gecko style on this whole fucking thing.
3: It's pennystockchaser. dot com. Individual results may vary, and there's no not if you're with Ronnie B on this. And there's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
7: Guarantees are for pussies, Fez. I come in hard and fast. I know I leave quick and happy.
3: Pennystockchaser.com. They remind you to always invest wisely. Pennystockchaser.com.
7: Well, as wisely as I can, with a head full blow. I got some blue star for you. Blue star. Blue horseshoe likes blue star. <laughs> you know what? There's so many different colors here in the script you couldn't come up with two different ones. <laughs> As, by the way, why are you dressing straight today?
3: <laughs> Am I? I thought this is a very nice I thought this is a very flamboyant, very fun, outgoing shirt. No, it's not. It's just
7: a regular shirt. It's a regular guy's shirt. Kinda though. like a, the fall. Yeah. You're wearing an autumn shirt.
3: That's fall colors. I think it's still pretty stylish. I think it's eye catching. Mm-hmm.
7: No, it's not. It's not your normal flamboyance. It's Dullsville, <laughs> subtle, as they would say on um, what's that crazy fucking show that we watch? Curb? Uh, no, the of Warm- death.: No, the fucking fashion show. Project Runway. Yeah, what's the mean guy's name? He's my favorite. Michael Kors. Michael Kors would tell you you look farty.
3: <laughs> that was not my intention to dress farty today.
7: No, but what did you eat last night for dinner? Beans. Because there's a rank smell to you today. Is there? And it's stuck in your beard. (laughs) All right, we are going to break here. I'm going to try to finally uh, find out the winner is on the 202 Friends list. I can't get them to send me an email today. I don't Mm. know whether it's because G-Baby's turned on me. I don't know what exactly is happening. But something awful is going down. We'll be right back. It's the Run a Show.
2: Respect.
11: the cock and
3: tame the country.
7: I need to start doing after shows. Hey, did we ever hear back from Brazilian Julie to see why she was so angry yesterday? No. You gave her a try? Yeah,
8: I texted her. She ignored you? Um, haven't, yeah, she hasn't responded back to my text. I like it.
7: I like what she's doing. Come on, never take the doors down on me. Never take them down, bro. Because we're going to get a music hour going. Go straight to the after show. Franklin's stopping in here. Oh, yeah, I love my girl.
3: You many eat your dinner, eat your pork and beans. I, I eat more chicken than a man ever
7: seen. Yeah.
1: I'm a backdoor man.
7: Dave also, besides hating Yankees, hates the doors. Do me- what the needle go What was our old room on there that we do the after shows? The Fez Show Room. Is that all closed down now? I thought it was still around. But I, I, I'm not exactly sure, because I don't go in there anymore. I would call... Uh, you're off the Talk completely.
8: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't go in there. I sometimes go in there for the What Show on Fridays.
7: I would ask... Uh, you know, Frenchy, but uh, Z Z Z. Z.
1: <laughs> so oh, not really.
7: What's next? Crown King Snake for us? Let's go right into that. Let's bring Franklin in here. He's going to talk about his new movies. Franklin in here. Uh, Franklin, nice to see you, buddy. Hey, nice to see you guys. Um, we were bringing up earlier today about how you turned your back on all the great marketing ideas I had for you. You made a giant mistake. You listened to Dean.
6: I would have to say I did.
7: And from what I understand now from Dave, Dean uh, has jumped from, you said, smoking joints to being on the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> smoking that glass stick. <laughs> I... Why would you listen to him?
6: Yeah, they had some private time this weekend.
7: Let me say this. You have a sense of style about you today, Franklin. Oh, Sometimes thank you. you're a very messy person. Not today. Today you have a sense of style.
6: Yeah, I figured we had a lot of stuff to do, you know.
7: What, <laughs> dr- get dressed up pretty for us?
6: Yeah, you know. <laughs> All
7: right. Um, we talked about this, so... You're going to break off with some of those people who gave you bad advice. And the new movie, i I, I got to explain something to you. Talk to me. The movie business is about the hype. you got to sell that sizzle. Mm-hmm. Last time you made a fine movie, but you didn't have that one thing that you could sell it off of.
6: Yeah, I, I kind of missed on the Moo Girls.
7: Yeah, that would have been gigantic for you. Yeah. Now, there's, um, you know who uh, they're running stuff like this now is like the Apatow. Has that kind of a grossed-out fun thing that's blowing up for him? You could have been the new Al Well,
6: we still have time. We have mm-hmm. time, i ain't going anywhere.
7: Mm-mm. You're moving on to the next
6: one. You're not getting any yes. younger. This no. one,
7: well, not that, but this <laughs> I'm one. Just you know what? This one blew up on the pad. Mm-hmm. It blew up on the pad, uh, and that happens with a lot of fine movies. Yeah, you got to get that initial uh, push. I don't know that why you push. Turn your, you know. Why
8: is Why avoid Ron Bennington? Here, here is that what you were doing?
7: Here, no,
6: no, no, no. Was...
7: Here, Joey, take a hit. <laughs> By the way, I told I told Franklin Ron's a dick. <laughs> here, pass this down. Yeah. Uh, Wes, Wes and Austin, you're on first.
2: Hey, yeah, I wanted to talk to Franklin about the. Uh, I saw the new Coen Brothers movie last night, A Serious Man. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, just really, really amazing. Uh, it's <clears throat> totally. You can tell it's a movie that's so personal to them. Here's what's
7: interesting. Dave, I'm going to guess you haven't seen it yet? Not yet, no. Hmm. It's been out for two weeks in New York. Uh, Serious man. Fine movie. And he came up with a good idea here, Franklin. You've got to write what you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you really know a cartoon cow that's going to come walking into people's lives?
6: Yeah, I'm kind of... T- uh, I try not to talk about as how personal that script actually is. But or like, is that something Dean sees? I, well, I've had a lot, of, a lot of past years of hallucinations, let's say. Oh, you've had a
3: lot
7: of hallucinations? Oh, my
6: God, yeah, man. <laughs> my mind isn't exactly the same way other people's is, you know?
7: What do you hallucinate and say? This surprises me. Oh, well,
6: I mean, I did a lot of acid back in the day, so... Yeah, like, me
7: too, and I'm fucking fine. Yeah,
6: well... <laughs> I've seen things, well, I've seen things recently. My most recent thing actually was odd because Gina saw it too. So I don't even know what to... What was it, a table? <laughs> no, That's not a hallucination, no, uh, now, Franklin. I wake up, right, because I had this feeling someone's watching me, right? And I look up above... I, mean, I feel like someone's watching from above me though, right? And I'm like, shit, that's weird. So I go was to... It op- another guy? Dude. Laying on top of you? Dude, honestly, I feel like that was, but I didn't feel any pressure, right? So I open my eyes and I feel something <laughs> go to my left. And I'm like, what the hell? So I look and I see I swear to god it looked like a stretched out Benjamin Franklin all in white like all white his skin and clothes same tone everything all right Now I'm like what the hell is this I'm seeing now this time right I touch Gina I don't say nothing all right I touch her she wakes up she goes eh, eh, what's the man in, who's the man in white at the doorway I look at him I'm like what the And then it disappeared so I see things, you know, I can't say if they're hallucinations or my just...
7: Now, did she remember saying it the she next
6: complete... day? Dude, I couldn't go to sleep all night, and she just went right back to bed, asked me in the morning, why didn't you go back to bed? So you freaked out with a white guy in your apartment? Dude, oh, yeah, it was like white, not like skin white, like white like paper.
7: Now, Fez, I remember you used to see a ghost in your apartment.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what? Um, I saw like a, almost like a Civil War type guy. Yeah, mine was Colonial, like Benjamin Franklin dress. Wow, what did he look like? Like skin or?
3: He had a big, long beard and kind of like a union uniform.
6: Did you see colors?
3: No. no. Well, no. I think the uniform was blue, but that was about
6: it. There wasn't a lot of colors, and he was gone really fast because I screamed. Wow. Did, could you see through him? I could see the like there was a crack of light from the bathroom, and I could see the crack of light through him, but I could, couldn't see through him. Is he, see what I mean like trying no, he was almost. just a
3: kind of standing there almost like standing guard at
6: the doorway whoa yeah that's intimidating. mine seemed curious and I,
3: I hate to break you guys up i oh, sorry
7: it's, <laughs> just, it's just stupid talk uh, here's Flea Flea you're on the run of fest show hey guys
0: how's it going Franklin good to hear you again thanks Flea. Franklin, I think I know a way you can get back to Dean. Uh, you can, you know, he always likes to go down the beach with his dog, so you could probably just throw him in the water and hope a shark eats him, because, you know, you lost all the weight, but he hasn't yet. Oh, you Dean? What you are recently? you
7: fucking talking about? Why give the worst fucking call in history? <laughs> let's try to move this back into the sensible fucking place we were going. Yeah, let's go back um, to this. You got some movie ideas. Where are these up at? People if can you go. you go to
6: uh, Cipher Productions, have you com. already put them up
7: for us? Yes. Nobody put them up on our uh, things.
6: Oh no. What no, I no.
7: got to start doing, uh, Franklin, is have these guys have meetings, uh, production meetings, before the fucking show, so they'd be ready to go with this. Uh, instead, it's all about getting things off fucking track.
6: If uh, the people at home want to go to Pick a Flick on com, they can definitely uh, check out and read. So we
7: go to the Cyber Productions, and then there's a Pick a Flick. Help us pick our next flick. All uh, right, you did already, you've done Last Night in, in Brooklyn, right? Yes. I,
6: I figured I have like 15 screenplays.
7: Well, uh, this is amazing. I didn't know this.
6: Yeah, I took uh, you uh, got a, Best date. Well,
7: well, let me just look at this. You got a, a rave. From foundrymusic.com movie reviews. Oh yes,
6: yes, big time. Uh, that's
7: up on your front page. Who gave you the uh, Who gave you the the heat for that? Who Who was the reviewer?
6: It was Foundry Music Jeff who actually gave us that review.
7: Wow, I had no idea. He does a lot of movie reviews, does he?
6: Ah, uh, he reviewed this one. <laughs> I don't know his past work. First
8: movie thing. That's who I think of: Ebert, Siskel, and Jeff. <laughs> All
7: right, now where do we go to help us pick our next flick?
6: basically uh, if you right, hit-
7: let's go over some of these all mm-hmm. right yep uh and you've got a bunch of ideas and you don't know which one to produce
6: yeah i figured this is the eight best out of them all okay and i wanted to give the audience the chance i figure it works for pbs let's see what happens for us
7: well does it work for pbs
6: well they get on they stay on all right and they have telephones <laughs>
7: all right let's go to the first one
6: awaken 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 Is
7: your dream life as real as your waking life? Many cultures across the world believe they are one and the same. For three young people, they find out is when they begin traveling between worlds and are chased by spirits in search of a new body to inhabit. Can they figure out the secrets of the dream travel before they fade away? Or are they possessed and lose their souls?
8: If you like waking life, you'll love this ripoff. Awaken.
6: Well, in eleven years before it.
7: Yeah, and that was a cartoon, right? <laughs> it's too yeah, late now. Now here's an interesting thing. premise, though. You say no, many totally cultures different. across the world believe they are one and the same. Yeah. What culture?
6: The aboriginal uh, culture believes that your dream life and your real life affect you the same way. Is there another one? Um, I definitely. The Belgians. The Sumerians. Mm. So
7: there's no kind of modern... There's no culture. modern
6: besides the uh, aboriginally, no.
7: People that will eat bugs.
6: Yeah. <laughs> no, so bug eaters.
3: What do you think of awaken Fez? It sounds like it's going to be like a tribal Freddy Krueger. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't care for it. I
6: don't... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
7: All right, let's go over here to Lost in... So that one, who cares? We got seven more to go.
6: Yep. That's, you like Awakened. That's though. my favorite because, you know, I personally believe that theory, but uh, it's kind of oh, hard. because
7: you see... Uh, ghost in well a you
6: know the way I look at it it's like I only know that you guys are around me because my brain is receiving electrical impulses it's the same thing the way my dreams are at night so I literally if I could remember them better I would be having the same experiences from life in when I'm awake as I would from dreams could someone get arrested for rape in their dreams in your opinion um no should they uh no I don't think so all right thank God <laughs>
8: There's already a movie, though, coming out, directed by uh, Christopher Nolan, I believe. I He's saw terrible. a trailer for that, actually. <laughs> <but> Franklin <laughs> is <laughs> ten
7: times the director. He really? Is. Then the guy who directed Memento. All right. Here is Lost in Amsterdam, and this one's a comedy. Mm-hmm. A group of friends borrow money from an inept loan shark to fund their problematic event promotion company. When they lose the money, they are chased out of the country and end up lost in Amsterdam. The group finds out that they have the same problems they had at home. Will follow them wherever they go. This is further complicated when the loan shark shows up. Can this group change themselves and work together in order to make back the money before they are caught? So, you've seen this as a what? If you were like some movies that came before,
6: uh, this one, let me see. If you take, uh, The Pineapple Express, I guess, and How High, those kind of vibes. So
7: it's a Pineapple Express. uh, So It's It's a a stoner comedy. It's It's a stoner 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 comedy, comedy, yeah. Dave, stoner comedy, you ready for that? No, it sounds more to me
8: like a a shittier version of Weekend at Bernie's without the corpse. It's just, you know, friends, (laughs) problems, loan sharking. I I don't care for this.
7: Fez (laughs) lost in Amsterdam field?
3: No, to me it sounds like an excuse for Dean to keep getting
6: high. (laughs) Would Dean start so this one again? co-wrote this one, so mm-hmm. you might be right. Yeah, you got Doobie Productions. You got
7: any of the pages from that?
6: I do, actually. The whole script is right here. You can see scripts and storyboards for All this right. one.
7: Well, maybe what we'll do is later on in the show, we'll have Fez and Dave act out some oh, of Oh, that'd be scenes. a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of like Lost in Amsterdam because it's going to be a little bit easier for you. I agree. And less of that Franklin heaviness and more regular guy stuff.
6: This is my most real script without any spiritual or you know
7: this is paranormal. more hollywood you're saying yeah this is hollywood friendly
6: yeah but this ready. isn't
7: your favorite you this, just said awaken was Awaken's your favorite. my favorite but this but is the one that will be that the this, most successful this is one that's going to be good for for ham and eggers like yourself knuckle draggers you're going to get lost in awaken but this you could be like oh look they're running from cops i got it uh-oh, they're smoking pot out of an apple. And I'm more than like, you could enjoy it.
8: Right, I don't see it. It's Hollywood-friendly, so it's ready to go, be bought yep, by ready Hollywood. ready to go,
6: ready to go. And you're going to have to shoot on location? Yeah, we have to go to Amsterdam for this, but it's still much cheaper than a lot of the other ones.
3: Uh, what here if, is, I was going to say, is there an animated cow in this? No. You should have Moo make a cameo in each one.
6: You know, that wouldn't be the worst idea. I would love to make Moo come through all the movies. All right,
7: the next one is Haven. Mm -hmm. When all satellites are forced from the sky, you have to worry about it. Everyone else. What? (laughs) When all the satellites are forced from the sky, all you have to worry about it, everyone else. Let's just say that. We're going to fix that later. That should be (laughs) his. A group of friends find themselves trying to flee New York City after complete collapse of modern civilization. They travel the world of suffering refugees and unspeakable violence and the, until they hear about a town that is functioning properly. Haven. Will this town be a haven to these weary, weary travelers?
6: This script actually scares me.
7: Because you're scared by your own script.
6: I read it and I get uncomfortable.
7: Because was- of the misspelled words
6: yeah yeah right well, that was embarrassing sorry but uh i wrote this during a very dark time like after my grandmother died and then my uncle died like a week later and I, a lot of anger came out of me into this did script. they die because satellites hit them in the head no but uh i just i was able to just ex- take all of it out of me so when i read this now it's kind of like is this i feel like this is another commercially successful script Like, people would really enjoy the gruesomeness of it, to tell you the truth.
3: Is the big fear in this movie the lack of cell service? Actually, everything. I've got no bars!
6: There's nothing. There's no electricity, there's no running water, there's no services, there's no emergency. Like, there's there's nobody. Everyone's for themselves. It seems like there's a theme here. There's a lot of fleeing in all these movies. (laughs) Yeah, right. Whether it's
3: Amsterdam, New York, or the dream world.
6: I never actually caught that until you just said that.
8: A lot of people on the run. (laughs) picture haven, sort of a gay Mad
7: Max. It sounds like you, that you're not going to have Hollywood backing. It's going to be independent films. Mm-hmm. and these sound
6: expensive. This one sounds expensive. This one's going to be at like special, $6 million. Special effects, I, yeah. Yeah, The way I budgeted, yeah. six million. I can't do this one yet, yeah.
7: Alright, let's move on to suicide.com. Mm-hmm. Now, my only problem with the thing, .com seems to be dead. Twitter. Suicide Twitter. Think about it. I will. Always up to date. Uh, this is a horror mystery. Emily Ann Peters is a young woman with hopes of breaking into the film industry. After growing sick of working in adult movies, she decides to produce a documentary on suicidal people. The first volunteer commits suicide on camera and starts Emily's new controversial career. After many protests and death threats, Emily finds herself by a a person who wants her to stop. Well, Emily's own death be the end of her
6: series this one um i'm actually getting kind of pushed towards to tell you the truth uh we've had a few responses we have a meeting with a producer set up later on this month uh about this and we might actually start doing this one in Mm -hmm. short segments
8: the producer work for vivid Triple X movies.
6: No, no. Why does she have to be a porn star? She's not a porn star, actually. I probably, I, as I'm hearing this, I realize I should have, she, she worked in the film industry. It's based on someone who I knew who actually edited porn for a while, downtime from her actual film career. She was a director, just, you can't really make a lot of money until you get big. So she was editing porn for a while. And then this kind of was based out of that lifestyle.
3: It seems like you're just throwing in porn to be gratuitous there. <laughs> like you can throw porn in the satellite. Well, you know, you end up writing there what with someone you know. from the porn industry who's now a satellite expert. <laughs>
7: <laughs> All right, here we go. Running along, um, Midwood Rising political action adventure after a series of devastating terrorist attacks the united states implements martial law human rights have gone the way in the wayside in the name of national security families are torn apart by fear and suspicious neighbors turning on each other for question in midwood brooklyn an international group of mercenaries police officers, former army officers, and private citizens plan and stage a series of battle for their freedom and for the freedom of their loved ones. Midwood Rising.
6: Yes.
3: That should have been the name of the porn. (laughs) Shit Rising. No
6: offense, but this is the exact same thing. No offense thing as, after shit rising. This is the same
8: thing as Haven and, and, and Suicide died. They're
6: I mean, very the, different. They all Reed, seem Dave. to be
8: similar, though. There's some kind of big event, yes. and then people have to go away from somewhere, <laughs> and then they have to... Oh, and, and there's a very spooky title. There's, there's a lot some-
3: of people on the move.
8: Something's looming.
6: Yes, they all have characters and three acts, too.
8: But that's not. But, but, I mean, that's a movie. But I mean, what's with the Mad Max scenarios?
6: I like those films. I like films like this, and this one's actually less of Mad Max as, as and it's more like a, a, a revolutionary movie, like a French I'm sure revolution. It's be quite now.
8: popular in this country where people are still afraid of actual terroristic at, uh, attacks.
3: Yeah, you. Well, Brooklyn's gonna rise up. All
7: right, let's uh, move back over to Polaro. Mm.
3: Polaro.
7: This is a horror film. Mm-hmm. With the nearing of 2012, or 212, like I like to rock it, many theories about the destruction of the world by religious groups and cults. One Santeria cult in Brooklyn has taken it into their own hands to help bring upon the end of times. Can two New York City cops stop them before their ritual killings bring a demonic presence? into our world in
3: midwood rising two, <laughs> the exact same movie that i just
6: described i didn't know the nypd had a voodoo division yeah, well you know they have a homicide division and i'm sure that if anyone committed any kind of like all right let's
7: violence, look at this the world is going to end in 2012 or these not cases i just don't at that
6: actually I don't. I believe that the Mayans said that there was going to be an end of times and the rebirth of knowledge. It Doesn't mean to me that it's going to be the destruction of the world. It means that you know maybe we're going to evolve a little bit mentally, con- uh, consciousness-wise. All right. Um, but I'm playing with that idea.
3: I just don't think this is a case the NYPD would pick up.
7: <laughs> hey uh, Matt. Well, I think if, like you said, if there's ritual killings. They're going to cover it. They're not going to say these are ritual killings for a stupid reason. Matt, you're Fez. Hey,
0: guys, I was just wondering, aren't these all plots from the old Twilight Zone episodes? Or Is
6: that the where you, you get these from, I don't uh, know. Franklin? I just recently got into the Twilight Zone, so I couldn't say. Paul
7: in Florida, you're in Yeah,
2: Franklin uh, just read the stand from Stephen King and got some uh, really good ideas about a haven and how to go to uh, utopia society.
6: I'd love to read that, too.
8: <laughs> what I like to do is look at other science fiction and apocalypse movies and books.
6: Then I write them down.
3: And you know there's going to be like a big 2012 movie coming out in the next couple weeks,
6: yeah. right? Yeah. Well, again, these scripts have been written over the course of 11 years. so like. This and they've stuff... got John Kuzak. I yeah, don't know who know. you're getting. Yeah. This one's a little time sensitive.
7: John Cusack been in a lot of fucking hits, has he? Yeah. <laughs>
6: The thing about this script is, like, I'm probably going to just take the 2012 out because it's such a small part of the actual script. The The story could very well become just a very Santeria based story. It's just, when I wrote it, it was about 2012, so.
3: Said it in 2011.
6: <laughs> or in a 7 Eleven.
8: That's not um, when the science fiction book was written.
7: Let's go over mm-hmm. to Beyond the Mind's Horizon. Mm -hmm. It's an urban superhero story. When a program glitch allows for a secret social control satellite to shut down, groups of people around the world begin to evolve constantly, instantly. Their mental capacity grows and allows for certain people the ability to change reality by thought. Mm -hmm. These people become hunted by, uh, by a black ops group. Or black group that are designed to keep this evolution stunted. The evolved seek each other out while avoiding capture, and trying to find out
6: what happened to
7: them.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: This is something I've dreamt of from when I was a child because I grew up with comic books, and I've always wanted to have my superheroes for real. So, this is basically it's a superhero drama set in New York City. Is one of them Wolverine? No, 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 no. We try. We don't have any like obvious co- uh, copies from the characters mm-hmm. that I said. No clause. Yeah, but
7: more or less, it is that.
6: It's a it's a X Men in in New York is mm. what it is. Malcolm X Men. <laughs> Malcolm.
7: No, I I don't read the comic books, but uh, the first uh, X Men was basically X Men in New York.
6: Yeah. Well, again, these were it came out before and based on it, you know, all those comic books are based in New York, mixed and, with
7: Minority Report. Uh, here's our good buddy Rorschach. Rorschach, go ahead.
2: Hey, guys, um, you know, Franklin is actually kind of smart for jumping on this bandwagon because I believe the end of this year and all of next year, these post-apocalyptic style of movies like The Road is coming out and World War Z. It's kind of like a developing genre. of so coming together. Celebrity. It's
6: going
7: to be perfect for mm-hmm. Franklin.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, exactly.
6: Thanks, Roshak. All right, guys.
7: There you have Bye. it. Thorn This is
6: fantasy and sci-fi. Yes, and this one I actually wrote with my girl. With Gina? Yeah.
7: On two distant worlds, creatures are in search of a way to stop a devastating organism that fell from the skies. They believe the other world is to blame for the devastation. Surrounded by fear and devastation, Two unlikely travelers of each world find themselves entangled in a journey to end the suffering on both uh planets. The truth reveals to them more than the cure
6: for the thorn root. It's devastating.
8: shitty avatar by shitty James Cameron.
6: You're going to pick every new movie that came out years They're after the- that I wrote my movie, well, Dave. <laughs> true, Dave. No, one else you're is just, you're not even is trying, true. Dave.
3: <laughs> well, this sounds a little bit like that Use the, the actual
6: s- snap- uh, synopsis
3: there. We're watch out for the plant life.
7: <laughs> Can I give you some advice here? Mm, mm. And I know that you'll go to Dean and you'll turn around on it.
3: No, no. You opened my what eyes if, this time.
7: What if you shot small shorts, one scene, half a scene, a fake trailer promoting this. I think it would be more powerful than the written word. Because these guys, they hear the written word, they don't have the imagination.
6: I think you're right, actually. You and gotta,
7: gotta spoon-feed these fucking animals.
6: We're thinking of doing a couple of those with uh, suicide.com, just doing a couple of the, the shorts.
7: All right, perfect. Yeah. I think you're up for that. And then if somebody was out there with money, they're like, wait a minute, this movie's already happening. I could jump in on this.
6: I think you're on to something with this one, dude, and honestly... The more I think about them little girls running around in Moo shirts, because we got Moo shirts, you know. Like, I have a ton of Moo merchandise on the site, but it's, you know, Who thought of it, Dean? Honestly, it was a combination of Dean and Gina who thought that the women would feel like cows in a Moo shirt. Perfect. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> well, <laughs> <It's> the, <great. laughs> all, look, who
7: cares how they feel? Your point is to get this thing up and pop it. I agree
6: have with you. you ever been to
7: Ken? There's naked chicks running around pushing movies mm-hmm. all the time over there.
6: Mm-hmm. They got to sell the sizzle. You're right.
7: Sell the sizzle. Get That's... thorn
6: root shirts. <laughs> I actually have a
7: What's lot of thorn is root one What's the one or... you like the best, Fez?
3: Oh, I don't know. I don't know if there's any of them that I would say put your money into.
8: Dave, do you know? I like the one that was called um, X-Files ripoff, And I believe that was Polaro. They do the same thing to me, frankly.
6: I know. I they say, do the sorry, same thing I'm to me. Sorry. Polaro, X-Files. They might want to look at the storyboards.
8: They I did. I, no, I, I, I watch them on Science Fiction. X Files reruns every night at two a.m. No, the storyboards on the website. Why are you in front getting you. Into some sleep? <laughs> because I want to watch Franklin. I mean, X Files episodes on you know up at
7: Science Fiction. Channel. How many hours a night sleep you getting? Because I'm getting emails from little, you in the middle of the night. Very
8: little, but did, there's there's children up. They're crying probably because they've seen Franklin's scripts.
6: They shouldn't be watching my movies.
8: They're too young. Oh, they're not going to oh, okay. ever. No, it's not because of. <laughs> you don't make being movies young. for kids.
6: I really hope to actually. That's my. my I mean, after I get these done, I'd really like to do ch- children's stories. And Thorn Thornroot is the transition into it. It's I like the only one that my niece and nephew can actually watch.
8: Here's an idea for one of your children's stories you can make. There's this cat, mm-hmm. and he has a hat on mm-hmm. his head. Mm-hmm. Oh, he I like that. Around, uh-huh. And he walks around, and he's always rhyming, and it's like a hat with a cat in it. What if we make a strike? I'll write a script for you right now. Causes trouble. Let's see.
7: Let me just ask you this, Dave, why you're so angry. How many movies movies have you made? Franklin's made movies. I have made
6: zero movies. Thank you. As of yet. I've made as much movies as fights you've won.
8: Actually, I have a script, though, (laughs) for a movie. I was thinking I could pitch if we're both going to pitch. There's a guy in a hat, and he has a whip. And he battles the Nazis because there's something that Moses left
7: behind. That's and Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> the other ripoff. Don't act like ripoff movies don't get made. At least they're made. But is that something to be
8: proud of? Or, I mean, I. Yeah, Yo, I mean, brother, you Franklin,
6: think that, that. that should you,
8: be doing new work. You
6: think that Indiana Jones is any different than Errol Flynn, like yes. 20 years ago? I what is wrong different. with the guy
7: having <laughs> dreams? What is the wrong with a guy just having some dreams? Because some they're not Dave's dreams. They look like I nightmares see. to yes. me.
3: It's just hard to pick when there's something falling from the sky in every movie. <laughs> and there's
7: an Armageddon, and people are going to band together. Look, I I've... wanted to have a great show. I ended up on Ron and Fez. People will band together, all in Brooklyn, <laughs> conveniently enough.
6: You got to write what you know. And
7: fucking take down this
6: apocalyptic situation. Yes, you want to inspire people to be able to take on things larger than themselves. You don't want to fall down and coward any fear, which you tend to do. I don't
8: coward oh. fear.
6: <laughs> yeah, you do. You joke as soon as you get nervous, bro. Oh,
8: oh. I joke because we're on a comedy show and people don't want to be hearing about. You would be the only Polero. person who called it that.
7: You'd be the only person who ever called this a comedy show. By the way, I'm, I call it
8: short facts. <laughs> I'm also going to uh, short.
7: I'm also going to talk to
8: Mr. Kevin Smith. About your Moo Cow ripoff too.
7: Why? What's that
6: mm-hmm.
8: movie? Oh yeah. That's just another one. I, I'm just I have to look out for my New Jersey. Yeah, and, he did have a cow uh, in that
6: movie. Was it called movie? movie. Yeah, it was called movie. Called
8: movie for yeah. Christ's sake. All right,
6: just for the record, my you
8: added a B. My your niece
6: cow. named Moo when she was two.
8: <laughs> yeah, right. She saw Dogma. We all did.
6: <laughs> yeah.
3: That's a cute movie for goodness' sake. Is she willing to testify in court? Yes,
6: I think she would be, but she's not I've, 18 I've yet.
3: I've <laughs> written an email to Kevin already.
7: Here's uh, Lady Trucker. You're on the Run of Fez show.
2: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How about a sampling of Fred's movies
7: on Sunday night? That's actually not a bad idea. We could take a Sunday night, we'll take one of your scripts, and we'll do it as a radio play.
6: Dude, I would love to do that. You know, I actually talked once with Steve with Sleeves about that, like having him narrate yes. things. But that would be great to actually act them out.
7: By the way, Sleeves needs voiceover works and said nobody from the Ron Afez show. Oh, oh, I didn't
6: hear about it either.
7: Mm, exactly. Oh. You didn't hear about it. I don't know who we learned. I'd Dr. Love to do Sne- something. Steven Snoogans. Oh. Is all I uh, know about.
6: We have nice voices, we like to talk. I don't know what happened
7: with Sleeves with us. When's the last time we even got a nice little uh, Twitter song from him? Oh, not for a couple months at least. Right. Breaks, breaks my heart. Hurtful. Does it ever come up at the producers' meetings, or you just sit there? Oh, it uh, hasn't come up as of yet. I wonder why. Mm. Production doesn't come up at the producers' meetings. Oh, production meetings. sometimes, but not sleeves. You're right. Mm. Um, what we could do is constantly, no matter what the sad music is, we always go back to the same Gump fucking soundtrack, Right. no matter what we're doing. We have one fucking thing, <laughs> Gump. Um. Here's our good friend Tom from Madison. Tom, go ahead, buddy.
2: Hey, buddy. First of all, Dave, you know, I'm really surprised at you with all the great inventions you've come up with that have never had a shred of any uh, plagiarism from anything. But, you know, Franklin, fucking keep it up. I'm telling you, you might be hitting a foul ball. You might be hitting a strike. But you know what I'm smelling? I'm smelling the do it, and I'm smelling the, the, you know, sooner or later you're going to swing and you're going to be going across the plate. I smell some imagination here. I don't care if it fucking sounds like something Dave or someone else might have heard. The fact is, and Ronnie was right. At least you're thinking, at least you put one foot ahead of the other, and God fucking bless you. Or, sorry,
0: God bless you for that. Because,
6: Thank you, brother.
7: I mean, what if we do this? What if we claim that Balloon Boy and Balloon Dad have been watching Last Exit to Brooklyn, the controversial movie Last Exit to Brooklyn?
6: Inspired the child to get into the balloon,
7: yeah, just fucking anything that that you 'll take any issue at all out there and try to tie your product in with it
6: honestly i 'd love to honestly dude i can 't come here without bringing up some UFO thing not you bring a balloon boy what's up so and Lily was here last week we 're watching this balloon boy thing, right? I stopped the TV i 'm like, what the hell is this there 's like a this weird round object behind the the balloon. And then a couple of days ago, so I'm like, what, does, what is this? It looks like a UFO, you know? And like, she's like, ah, no, it's not, whatever. We watch it, right? I see on YouTube, someone put the same thing up saying, what is this? What is this? And no one on the news has picked it up yet.
7: I haven't seen it either. Let's look at it on YouTube. By the way, uh, you were getting high with uh, with Lily at
6: the time? Oh, I, w- I would have to say no comment to that. Okay. I personally was high. I would say that.
7: <laughs> is anything sexually happening between you and Lily? Absolutely not. you wrote that you were cuddling.
6: No, <laughs> no, no, no. Has no, anything
7: no. ever happened with you and your actress muse?
6: No. No. We just have all a lot of love between us.
7: I see. So it's a lot of hugging. A lot of hugging. Okay. Yeah. All right, what do we support. got here? What's so it called? You got the UFO
6: with Bloom Boy. Go to Disclose TV. Yeah, I'm sitting there and I pause this thing on CNN. I'm like, I don't know what it is. So it's, you think the
7: UFOs got Bloom Boy to no, do this? No, I don't
6: know. Uh, like, actually, I don't know what the connection would be you know if i had to guess anything it'd be like well if there's any big thing that happened in our history you probably would see ufos because you could actually uh i don't know I mean, like if i was uh, could come back into into the time and stuff or travel through space i would want to come to all the human events that were big and be a tourist you know what i mean
3: so this could actually end up just being hoax on top of hoax oh yeah by
6: far in fact, from the get go, we thought it was a hoax just because it didn't look like. You a think a get go was up there? <laughs> no, from the get go. <laughs> but it didn't ever look like there would be somebody in there. All oh, right, do you have it yet, Dave? I'm waiting for the computer to load it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought, you know, anyway. But yeah, I was very surprised. I'm like, look at this this thing and then it was ironic that you had that interview right before about how the media jumps on things yeah we had
7: the mark Furman, who actually people know things Mm -hmm. and don't release it out because they it's more show business and then they run a thing in that they uh, by the way though in terms of stunt i thought it was an absolute great oh yeah i don't know why people are acting like they're personally mad at the end of this uh you might it seems like the only thing people are disappointed in is that a six-year-old wasn't in a balloon.
6: Honestly, it seemed like like they, they were upset they took all that time mm-hmm. and didn't even see the the boy crash.
7: Yeah, they wanted to see a boy get killed at the end of
6: it. I know. It's really kind of disturbing to tell you the God's honest truth.
7: Uh, and by the way, a balloon boy also doesn't seem to be a very pleasant young man. He almost seems like he's a mean kid, which I think has hurt people because they already project it. Bloom Boy's the sweetest kid in the world on themselves and then they see his anti-gay video and his (laughs) screaming who the hell is Wolf and they're just saying well this is not a nice young man and they're all disappointed about
6: it do they know if the parents put him up to this yet?
7: yeah it looks that way the the charges haven't been uh, filed yet but it looks like the parents were like let's get something going for our TV show
6: all right, we can't find this. Let's forget about this. All right, but you're <laughs> yeah. saying uh, UFO you
7: made uh, Bloom Boy do this. Why don't we take a break? We're uh, back in a, a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll look around. Why? Wow, you got something in spot? No, I'm going to look for it. Right, well, yeah, we'll look for it, and we'll talk about some of your other UFO experiences.
9: Oh, yeah. And see
7: if people have seen any. It's the Ron and Fetish Show.
9: You shaved your head for V for vendetta. Um, did you also shave your V for vagina? <laughs>
7: Yeah, buddies, This is a face show. My home. Are these your shades? No, those are yours. You those look like the ones you just had on. What do you mean? <laughs> what do mean shade? Are we shade buddies? <laughs> All right, uh, Franklin, uh, you're a person who, you like UFOs, you like time travel. Yes. You believe that these things happen.
6: Yes, I do believe there's a lot more to our world than we actually know.
7: Even though you've admitted admitted to us that you hallucinate quite a bit.
6: I actually have hallucinated on drugs and seen things that I can't say. I've seen things that I haven't touched. Let's put it that way. You've seen ghosts? I've seen ghosts, You've seen UFOs. I have seen three UFOs. Is there anything else that you've seen? No. <laughs> Mostly the three UFOs and ghosts.
7: What yeah. are other things that you well, believe I mean, in?
6: I, be- I believe that right now we're in, we're, in a, we're in a very important time in human history where our consciousness is evolving and that we're actually going to become aware of ways to affect our environment through our mind. There's telekinesis. A, a telekinesis, being telekinetic, uh, psychic abilities. Um, down to the fact that there's actual scientists realizing now that your molecules, your cells, are affected by your thought process and the the environment that you're in. There's Mm -hmm. a scientist, a molecular scientist named uh, Bruce Lipton. And Bruce Lipton, what he did was he took a cell, and he took piece by piece... Did he also make the tea? He did not. Okay. I thought he was related to James also, but he wasn't. Who? James. (laughs) But uh, he took piece by piece, the nucleus of the cell, the proteins in the cell, each part of the cell, the cell performed its function correctly still, without anything. The reason why it does is because its instructions come from celia on the outside. The hairs on the outside of the cell, it takes in, like antennas, receptors from our environment, from our brain. So you, you're in a bad mood, you're going to get sick. You live in a bad environment, you're going to so get sick. So you're one of those people that believe in the in the secret? I Well, honestly, I believe in the secret to an extent, but the secret is a nice. But well, let's fluff take
7: way. a person like Fez and be yeah. totally honest here. You think his worrying and his kind of well, he always sees the glasses half filled and yeah. things are going to fuck up. You think that makes him physically sick?
6: I think that manifests in Fez's body. Yes. Mm.
7: You mm. think he'll die from it? No, I think if that, he doesn't change his ways, I will he die Fez from it?
6: Fez is going to realize it, and he's going to control his body. And but let's it. suppose he doesn't. Then he can't die from. Then it, Then he yes. can die from it. All yeah. right,
7: there you have it. Give me a date. The Fez is going to be dead by.
6: I think Fez is going to live for a long time. Because but he's if he doesn't change. If he doesn't change. Super Bowl? Uh, Will mean, he
7: live to see the Super Bowl? That's I really don't know, quick.
6: man. It's kind of, that's, that's, that's a long time, though. I mean, stress can kill you quicker.
7: All right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Do you agree with Franklin? Have you seen ghosts? This is a, a time for scary music. Why don't we go back for the Gump stuff? But do you agree with Franklin? Have you seen ghosts? Have you seen UFO? And you have also believe in time travel. There's people here from the future.
6: I've read things that seem incredibly compelling on the idea of time travel, that people have actually been traveling for years to other planets and working and things like that. And that's... So not only are you traveling through time,
7: you're traveling through uh, spooky music. because This seems like some kind of a drum solo. Uh, there we go. You believe people are traveling back and forth mm. through time and space. I
6: think space travel is Is there probably... a shadow government?
7: Is there a shadow government of reptilian shapeshifters? I
6: think that there is a, not so much a shadow government, but people who have influence over our government, but not directly. Like are there aliens politics.
7: on the planet right now? Yes. Can you name
6: one? I believe that there are definitely reptilian beings on this planet. I believe that there's probably different forms of gray beings on this planet. Um... Just... You know who I think the reptilian beings are, mm-hmm. and this is serious mm-hmm. reptiles mm-hmm. when I mm-hmm. see them,
7: I feel mm-hmm. like they are definitely uh, not they are definitely not of human nature uh here's Justin in California Justin, you're on my face
2: Hey, buddy. um I don't know about this reptilian business, but uh back to the uh back to what Franklin was talking about with uh receptors in the cilia and uh Cells reacting uh, with the brain in situations. Uh, yeah, this is actually uh, kind of common knowledge and fairly old news in the animal science community. Um, there's been probably 20 years of data reflecting uh, stress levels in animals and how that correlates to higher incidence of sickness or poorer weight gains in a feedlot situation and how aggressive animals uh, typically...
7: So let me ask that. you this. Should a person have a positive attitude to stay healthy?
2: Well, if- from a scientific standpoint, uh, you know, like I say, we're bridging a gap between animals and humans. But yeah, I think absolutely, I see a higher incidence of illness and less desirable performance in the stressed or aggressive cattle than I do in the uh, ones that are easier to handle and more pleasant. I guess you could say.
7: Is Fez bringing on his own health risk?
2: Uh, yeah, I think there. I think there's a lot of issues that Fez needs to uh, work through with his whole approach. I think he lets. Uh, Let's everything consume him and, and get him down. And after a while, um, well, like, it, like like said in risky business, sometimes, Joel, you just got to say, what the fuck? All
7: right, let me say, ask Fez this because it sets up an interesting thing for people in the country that if you are sick, and Fez, you've had a sick couple of years. Right. How do you like hearing from someone, that's your fault? It's almost like you didn't get sick. You made yourself sick. Does that feel like an insult to you, or are you happy to hear it?
3: No, it, it does feel like an insult. Like, I would want to have a heart attack.
7: Or like, it's almost saying, of course you suck, you shit in your own mouth. Mm-hmm. So because you're, you don't have a happy-go-lucky thing, you deserve your ulcers. You deserve your stents.
3: It's almost like... You should be wearing a wig. It's like Munchausen by proxy, except you're your own proxy. It's like I'm trying to murder but myself. That would just be
7: Munchausen. Yeah. That's when you try to make yourself sick. But you had told me back when you first started to be depressed, you wanted to drive into a tree, go into the hospital and hurt yourself so people would feel sorry for you. Right, yeah. Have you kind of done that to yourself, even though unfortunately for you, you don't have the kind of friends who care?
3: I do not think that I've done that to myself.
7: Do you, do you feel like any of us go, oh, my God, are you okay, Fez? We check on you. Do you have anybody that does that for you?
3: Um, I mean, no, not really. There's no one in your life who's
7: like, hey, Fez, I just want to call you. Feeling okay? I know you're sick. No family, no friends. No. So so this doesn't kind of pay off for that for you. Right, yeah. You're sick by yourself.
3: Yeah, I mean, if I... Do you like that feeling? No, if I'm at home and I'm having, like, you know, the chest pains, the angina, Yeah, that's not a good feeling, sitting mm-hmm. there by yourself.
6: Yeah, I mean, I I'm felt- not
3: getting any sympathy from the cat.
6: I definitely felt the anger when I first started hearing this stuff, but then I started realizing that the, when I started repelling negative from me, look what's happened in my life. You know what, what I mean? That my haircut. My health is hugely different. I have energy all the time. I've lost like 120 pounds in like seven months. Like the, my stuff that doesn't sound good. Well, I mean, I, it, it actually feels really good. Like my, my, my work is focused now. I am attracting nothing but positive people to me. I noticed People who are negative don't want to su- be around me.
7: Uh, well, and neither are the positive people. <laughs> but uh, are you sleeping with a lot of different women now?
6: No, I'm sleeping with one woman. Well, that oh. doesn't help then.
7: And your changes <laughs> haven't helped at all. Here's Newsday, Laura. Laura. <laughs>
10: hi. You're on hi, with Franklin. Yeah. And hi,
3: Blanky. Hey, Blanky. How are you? I'm chilling. How you Blankie doing? Blanky
7: is blank 182 Blanky? <laughs> yeah, they call each other Blanky. Because they get under the blankets and do awful things. No, <laughs> oh. so we have
10: the same blanket. But anyway, yeah, I, I, <laughs> um, I don't believe in this, but there's uh, certain people, conspiracy, I guess, beliefs that aliens and UFOs are us from the future.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, have you I've heard always that? said, my dad told me this, and we didn't say UFO. He used to call it a UFO. And he would always say that it was Jews from the future coming back here to try to control the the banks. Well, Have you banks. ever heard of this before,
6: Franklin? <laughs> <I've> de- <laughs> not so much the future Jews, but I've definitely heard the uh, theory that they're human beings from the future. Because if you look at how we're evolving, our pinkies keep getting smaller, our heads are getting larger, our brains are getting larger. So we could... Gather that you keep taking that uh, evolution. Do
7: you realize how slow evolution takes, though? Yeah. You act like this is—oh like no, no, pinkies and heads are changing from the '60s. It's just not true. <laughs> no, I agree.
6: No, no, no. I agree with you. In fact, that is my problem for the theory of evolution—that evolution just takes so long in nature. That so you we don't see... think
7: there is an evolution?
6: I think that there's natural evolution, and then there was helped evolution.
7: Give me a give me a, I a chance. I think human to help
6: beings. I think what happened on Galapagos is natural evolution. Mm-hmm. I think human beings have been helped from Homo sapiens to Neanderthal to Neanderthal to... Well, that's not true. They were two different strains. We were two different species. We are definitely two different species, but they're trying to say through... Uh, well, they had been. They changed the evolution theory consistently, but they're trying to say that we evolved from all these different animals, and yeah, now they're saying that the Neanderthals and the Homo sapiens may have lived at the same time.
7: Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we were... You know, we didn't evolve from them. They were, you know, it's like saying a wolf and a fucking, I don't know, a dog or something. Right. I don't, I'm going to say dog because I can not <laughs> think of something else. Coyote, Coyote or like... I, don't I don't see
3: how it helps us in the future. You're making yourself sick again
7: by even saying it. <laughs> but why don't you just embrace it so you stop giving yourself ulcers and heart attacks?
3: You're the reason why you're sick. It is not me. I am not trying to kill myself. Are you sure? Laura said it, Franklin believes
7: it, Mm -hmm. there are books out there that say if you have a bad attitude, if you're always sad, if you're always worried, you're going to make yourself sick. Almost like you prefer Hmm. being sick. You think Fez prefers being sick? Yes. Wow. And that was your buddy today. Mm Mm-hmm. Hicks, does Fez prefer being sick? I think part of him does. He likes the
5: attention with the sickness
8: i'm not even sure about attention it's just a way t- that's what he knows i'm not saying that he's selfish about it like he needs everyone to be he just
7: doesn't know another way to be the right.
3: attention i w- i would want wouldn't be a catheter up the groin
7: why not i thought that was a lifestyle choice
3: because that is frightening and i cry on the going in there
7: that's be. there you go you're constantly crying You're constantly complaining. You're constantly angry. You're constantly afraid. Are any of these good emotions, uh, Franklin?
6: No, I would say they're very detrimental to both. Because he deserve what he gets. No.
7: But here he's had the time, right? Fez has had the time. You've been exposed to all these other things. Mm -hmm. Philosophies, spiritualities, things that you could do. Why aren't they taken?
3: Nothing has just caught on yet.
7: Caught on to what? It's you the one that's doing it.
3: Inside my brain.
7: Inside your brain is up to you. It's not like something's blowing by and sticks to your head.
6: It, uh, that's you a, see what I'm saying That's there? the best sentence I've heard in a while. Because inside your, your whole environment is up to you. Everything that's in your head it's your control. No one can do anything to you that you won't choose to react to. the cops? Well, they can fuck physically the do fuck something the to you. They can was that? Do... that
7: was Franklin's favorite song growing up. God, fuck I love the that police.
6: Song. <laughs> fuck them hard. Do they you know that hurt. I was arrested with my entire production crew the day they shot Diallo? You should have seen the fucking scene that I put up in there to the point where other cops were applauding for me. They had to let us go. They had to actually open Why the were cell. You going crazy? Dude, because they arrested us for filming without a per- permit, kept us there all freaking night. The night that they had uh, quitted the Diallo. I mean, not the night he was shot, the night they quitted him. So I'm sitting here thinking, you have let out these people who shot this man 41 times. And I am... 41 shots by a 41 shots. A day, baby. And I am in jail with my entire production crew.
1: 41 shots.
6: Just looking at you, you know. Oh, Craziest fucking day of my life. How do we even get into Diallo? I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm well, came,
7: well, I believe he came from the future. <laughs>
6: he had a happy day, too. Uh, 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 did
7: he bring on that heat on himself, though? Did his bad vibe bring that on well, from the Well, you see, police? here's the
6: thing. There's also your mind, but there's also your environment. You know what I mean? And then here's the thing. You're t- everything we're taught from a child is taught us a certain way to live and a certain way to think. So you can't really blame the individual for not believing that they can alter their 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 environment. You just got to teach them.
7: Let's do this, though. Uh, you take Fez's family. Yeah. Uh, you've got, what, four people in your family. They're not like you. They've all had the same parents, so mm-hmm. the same genetic background, mm-hmm. and the same environment. Why are they four really different people?
6: I would say that the environment that Fez has pulled himself towards are different than his his brothers and sisters. I'm sure you guys didn't grow up in exact same social environments. Did you?
3: I mean, uh, yeah, I would yeah, think so. Yeah, same them had friends, had interests. No, no. I mean, we were in the same neighborhood all my life, so I mean, there wasn't like neighborhood or neighborhood. Were
6: they neighborhood? In- <laughs> were they into theater? <laughs> no. What about That's this to- song?
7: Did you used to sing this? Who blows the people in your neighborhood? <laughs> in your neighborhood, the mailman. As you said, at an early age, you learned about penis blowjobs. What do you mean by that?
3: I didn't say that. I did. <laughs> I said that wrong.
7: Is that Franklin? Right
8: after we were arrested for Abdu Diallo and the travesty that went on. <laughs> That's he's
7: always fucking surrounding us right, because you all know you know can think about, about is those.
6: he's talking jokes about me yeah, sucking dick and he's don't. the one tasting cum. Those In reality, those.
3: those people <laughs> shot that man forty-one times. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but Franklin had a really bad day. He wouldn't just. Sit Why are you quietly. against
7: Franklin though?
3: He's saying I'm trying to murder myself. Well,
7: he's saying, <laughs> saying now he didn't say options. it. Also, the genetic scientist said that. <clears throat> said that you are killing yourself.
6: I just feel like when I realized this information, I've seen changes in my life, so I felt like I have options. And I feel like every day, I convince myself that I can control another part of my life, and I see it happen. So, And I've seen in other people's lives. you know, like I'll use Lily, for example. Lily, I've seen her life go straight up from the time that she decided that she can control her life i Where saw her bring. she decided around april that's when you gave her the secret no that's when she brought this she actually ended up bringing the secret to me because i was going through all this stuff and then she goes this sounds like the secret and i had no idea what the secret was and then she found this oprah clip clip because she's all oprah crazy you know, know and and uh so i'm watching this thing and i'm like well this sounds like what i'm going through in my life then I started to, after a while, watching it, I was like, all right, well, this is a little fluff, because I was kind of into more of the molecular science behind it. But I think it's a great way to introduce people to the concept of controlling your own environment.
7: The secret. It's the secret.
6: <laughs> so
7: that's what, now you and Lily have turned your lives around. hmm
6: I feel like we're in control of our lives. And you weren't before. I wasn't i was spiraling when you guys knew me i was spiraling i couldn't control this fr- yeah you daily the i was spiraling and you can see how focused i am these days <laughs> not at all <laughs> all right maybe no you went off on I a st- di- <laughs> diallo tangent i still that see a spiral actually flew, actually i still see a spiral <laughs> i didn't realize how much uh anger i had sitting down there so you're saying lily's bringing
7: a lot of great new men
6: into her life uh um, I'd say a lot of great new experiences, not a lot of great new men. Mm. Yeah.
7: So one man, but a lot of different sexual yeah, yeah.
6: experiences. that's oh, yeah. <laughs> for that way, yeah. Is that what it is? Have <laughs> met wrong. this guy? No, no. But I hear a lot about it. What's he doing that's so great for her, sexually? Making her smile. What is yeah. he doing <laughs> that, that,
7: that, that let's say, Hicks can't do?
6: oh.
8: <laughs> that he I, fucks I, her in the ass and then he comes. Is that it? In your no, ear. I really? And he goes, his... That's
7: really none of our business. Yeah, that's where I would that. go with and that Hicks one. Can't do that.
8: <laughs> he comes in your <laughs> ear just... and says, "Here's a little ear pudding for you, darling." Yeah, that's
6: not gonna get them hot, Dave. Here work, it is, man. darling. Ear pudding. Don't do it. They don't like germs like that. I'm really uncomfortable with two grown men
7: fucking, <laughs> just sitting here whispering at each other. <laughs> Tell me about the UFOs that you saw. Did they warn you about Fez's problems? The
6: first one I got, I'm going to tell you, honestly, the first one, I was coming home from limelight. I was working out there back then. So I was definitely in altered states, all right? But I definitely saw this, but I want to be honest about when I'm not sober. I'm at the bus stop at like four o'clock in the morning, and I see this big blue ball just fly across Coney Island Avenue and, and Foster Avenue. Just fly. And then I'm thinking, oh, it's a freaking shooting star. And it changed direction. It's like, oh, all right. I won't tell anybody about this. So I never told anyone about this for years. Then on, this is a little odd because people get angry when I say this, but on the morning hours of before September 11th, Dean and I were coming back from Manhattan and we stopped on Ocean Parkway and uh we were hanging out there just talking about life just nothing we had no idea what was going to happen you just
7: know? touching each other
6: yeah you know we had no idea what was going to happen the next day so like we're just talking mm-hmm. and i'm and getting distracting
3: <laughs> nice
6: and i feel all this electricity on me right you know from me from dean but i feel all this electricity on me and i'm like whoa and i'm getting he's like yo why are you so distracted you know and i look up and we see a cone-shaped object on fire and uh, in the sky but on fire that was specifically green and pink, pink and green fire. So I'm assuming it's some kind of chemical. And it was just flying through the sky, burning, and then it exploded into seven pieces and started falling to the floor. And I would have thought it was just me and Dean being crazy until I saw people walking, their dogs stopping, looking in the air. And then we come home and immediately, uh, I think it was John Rowland on Fox 5 News is uh, reporting was about to report uh, the story, they put a hand into the thing, give him a paper, and they say a Russian uh, rocket it was uh, seen over the East Coast. Now I go to bed, and I get called back at eight o'clock with Dean telling me turn on the, any channel, and obviously we know the rest of the history. Do you think the two things were connected? I can't help but believe they're connected. It's just too ironic for me, you know. Like
7: you've never believed in the, the 9-11 being just terrorist? No, something else. What what happened on that day?
6: Frankly? I think there's too much scientific evidence that there were the same exact materials found in nine eleven in the in the building that were used in demolition. The same exact materials. I I wish I could remember the name of this. The same thing that he used to 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 flash cut. Mm-hmm. The iron and to make all the molten lava, I mean, the molten iron happen. Now,
7: the, any of the investigators from the New York Fire Department agree with you? Yes.
6: Okay. M- m- in fact, majority of the of agree. This is the religious. first time I'm hearing about There this. are tons of information. There's actual, I've seen it on actual Fox News finally, where they finally start talking about all these little pellets. I cannot remember the name of anyone in the audience knows the name of this material. Cannot have happened naturally. So you believe that the Russians were behind
7: this? I believe that it was
6: a demolition, a demolition job. I don't know who was behind it, now, but it was a demolition job. What about the job. fact
7: that we saw uh, planes flying? We saw
6: buildings. them, but we've never in the history of man seen a building go down of that size from fire. And we know, and scientists... Well, they, say, gave,
7: they gave the explanation how yes. they said the thing melted and the building was always supposed to fall that way.
6: Yeah. You don't believe them? No. Because online. of the, because of the fact that they found, I, I believed it that, that day. Who
7: was behind the nine eleven attacks? I wouldn't know. If you had to guess? Let's suppose we were having a bet. Everybody could make. Money.
6: If I had to guess, I would say it was like a Rammstein. That's how you pronounce that. Rammstein, Rammstein German Rammstein. band. Yeah, no, 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 the yeah. the, the night of two. Basically, two I would say whoever had a bill that needed to be passed to get more government control mm-hmm. would benefit from that. But
7: now here's the deal. They've already lost their government control within a couple of years. So what mm-hmm. could it do you to kill all those uh, Americans?
6: I can't even... Beca- I would never want to understand that kind of mind. Who would, who would risk that... Who would sacrifice 3,000 people? Oh, I'm just catching on. it. You met Rumsfeld? The Rammstein, Reim, the, the, the German did the, uh, the Germany, Hitler did the uh, burning of this thing, blamed it on the Jews in order to, to oh, I see. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, I can't remember the name, Night of a Glass, I think it crystal, crystal, uh, crystal Kyle, Martin. you're on fez. Hi, the name of the material is
0: Thermite.
6: Thermite, thank you. I'm convinced. Look up Thermite, dude. It John is John in
7: Massachusetts, you're on Renefez.
11: Hey,
2: how's it going, guys? Hello. Good. Uh, I just heard one of you guys just saying uh, you didn't know the materials uh, that they found. is almost just like the explosives. Uh, it's called hydrocornite, I believe. I'm not 100%, but I'm almost, you know, I'm pretty much there that that's what that is. Because I've seen a few videos about it.
7: Here's Justin in New
6: York. on my Fez.
0: Franklin, you're a fucking idiot.
7: It's, it's
6: nanothermite
0: and it's fucking bullshit. That so, is the name of it, it, it,
6: nanothermite and I'm an idiot because fucking I looked It's it up, right? So, it's, it's, it's not so, dead. so is it it's my lack of knowledge fire. of the term or my belief that it was not a accident? Your belief
0: is bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. So because you
6: don't disagree, because you it's don't disagree, because
0: you disagree it's with you me. I do not disagree. It's junk fucking science. Is this guy yeah. Stephen Jones? has been coming out with these papers saying it's different types of thermite, different types of thermite. Every time it's proven wrong, he buy, he thinks he finds some other little piece of shit. Uh, that... uh,
7: l- let me, ha- let me uh, ask Franklin something. Mm. Franklin, I remember on election night you were crying, you yes, were sobbing. Yes, I was very proud. Uh, because we've got a black president.
6: Well, because I was more touched by the people who were like-minded with myself. Feeling, oh, let me ask yeah. you this then.
7: Mm-hmm. Here are the men who brought change. Mm-hmm. Um, you called him Messiah? you call him the messenger of truth mm. why hasn't he come around to your way of thinking why wouldn't he why wouldn't he expose this 9/11 there's
6: thing? way too much things to be done right so now you can't do anything about. i it. mean if you think about it charlie sheen just did this whole letter to him you know that he got all this flack for i mean people there's not i'm not the only you don't you're not a conspiracy theorist now there's anymore. other nuts there's a lot of people who believe it who are just regular people
7: um, you think Charlie Sheen is a regular guy? No,
6: it's Charlie Sheen is a Well, it's a not so
7: much the regular people that I'm listening to. It's mm-hmm. the experts. I'm just not hearing experts, uh, that are agreeing with
6: you. You're definitely not getting it in the main- mainstream, but there's, if you actually search any videos for this, you'll find papers, you'll find videos, you'll find actual mainstream, small news clips of, of these Yes, findings.
7: YouTube and the internet's filled with this kind of shit, mm-hmm. but I don't see anybody, uh... Of any respect, other than like you said, mm-hmm. the guy who did Wall Street, uh, you know, Charlie Sheen mm-hmm. and Two and a Half uh, Men seems to agree with you. Uh, 866 run zero Fez. 866 run zero Fez. Let me go over here to um, Brandon in San Diego. Brandon. All right, we lost you. Let's go over here to um, John. John in New York here on the Ron Fez Show.
12: Hey, buddy. How you doing? It's John. Hey, have you ever heard of the principle of Occam's razor, talking about scientific principles?
7: Uh, why uh, enlighten us?
12: That says that, um, you know, when you're faced with several probable hypotheses, the one that invariably turns out being correct is the simplest one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, you you know, when you have competing theories, it's a matter of scientific principle that you always take the simplest one that answers all the questions. And you can apply it to everything. And it's part of every scientific discipline, whether it's biology, chemistry, physics, astrophysics, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're trying to decide between any two or three, uh, you always take the simplest one. So, given the time travel aliens or... You know, just slow evolution or whatever. You always take the simplest one. And that's the one that you have to stick with until it's disproven. And that's basically the problem I have with these fantastic theories. They sound good over a couple of beers, but they really don't hold up to scrutiny. So I don't know if you had heard of that principle or not.
7: Yeah, yeah, I have heard it now that you've explained it for us. I didn't know the name. And it, it comes up from time to time where. A person like Franklin will not have, and I'm not just saying. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying the the controversial people mm-hmm. will say stuff like, "Well, explain why." Well, then tell me why, where they put the the burden of proof right. on the person with a more simplistic answer, which is, um, you know, a dozen fucking lunatics grabbed some planes, crashed
6: them. You know what I think? I think that there is such pe- so many people who have such a They're not satisfied with the answer. With something this great, we should really satisfy their answers. If people believe... Their
7: their answers have been satisfied, but but they're not satisfied. Because they're bringing
6: up real questions.
7: If, if, you know, it's almost like saying, you don't know all the laws of gravity, right? Right, right. But they are there. Right. So if you walked around going, but what about a balloon? Right, right. What about a feather? All those laws would be there just because I couldn't necessarily tell you why uh, a leaf takes you mm-hmm, know blows mm-hmm. or whatever doesn't mean that the laws aren't done they by more exist, intelligent right. people the all the work that's been done on 911 is there right and it's people like yourself and again i'm not blaming you but you're but you're not getting your information from from the people who've done the actual work. Well, you haven't taken this step-by-step step with the stuff that's already out there.
6: I will agree on the fact that I have not investigated. In fact, most knowledge, scientific or not, you got to take on faith.
7: Well, n- no, but you've said this. Mm-hmm. No building in the history of the world has ever fallen that way. Mm-hmm. Not true. You just don't oh, know. Oh, I've heard that. I've, yes, you've heard that, but not by architects. a fucking... no. You haven't heard it from architects. You've heard it from people on the online conspiracy things. True. Uh, I've seen it on TV where where they've explained, mm. physicists explain, yes, this is how it will fall. And you would hear that time and time again until you hear one guy on fucking YouTube say this has never happened before. And then the conspiracy friends of mine, and I don't fucking hate people. I understand how they get it. Mm. But they're the ones that will repeat this. Here's Dave. Dave, you're on my fez.
4: Hey, what's going on, buddies? Yeah. Uh, firefighters commonly, like, say, don't trust trusses only because of what they do is they take I-beams and they make them out of smaller, less material, but they can hold up the same uh, weight. So when the planes hit, they blew off all the fireproofing on the trusses of the floors above the, uh, the floors that it hit on. Caught, and then with um, the jet fuel, jet fuel burns at, what, like
2: 1,400
4: degrees, something like that, and steel melts at 3,500 degrees. But steel deformed at a thousand degrees, causing it to lose all its structural credibility. And the reason the World Trade Center collapsed straight down is because all of the main load bearing structure is located around the center where all the elevator shafts were. It was one of the first buildings ever built that way, where all of the load would be put into the center,
6: and then the walls on the outside were just merely for shear.
7: Uh, so, example, I, I, I noticed that is
6: what I fully believed at first.
7: But uh, but why would it change when one is fact and the other is well, just? Because I've seen it's not fun.
6: Actual, I know you don't believe that I've seen this, but I've seen actual engineers and architects who, who want an investigation reopened. It's not just people like me on YouTube saying, "Hey, believe this." My point is that the actual educated people who do this industry who does not do not believe that this happened this way. And until those people can be discredited. I can't comfortably say that this was just an act of terrorism. Here is uh, Fred Brooklyn. You're on Rana
7: Hey,
0: what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. I don't agree with Franklin whatsoever in, in what happened here. It seems like but you do. A, but, mm-hmm. it's, but it's a great fucking story. You want to get the attention out? This this is the kind of movie you fucking put out there. If this is what you believe, you film in a fucking room how you think people plotted, and 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 wired that building in advance. You don't even have to show the building coming down; just the theory of what you think happened. And I'd go see it. Fuck all this writing plans and shit. You got it right there in your head. Be yourself. Throw it out there, and you know what? You'll. Get Were they here early? They'd You'll get them. the criticism that you want. You'll get the the, uh, the notoriety that you want. Also, my friend, you're, you're throwing it out there. I, I never knew you believed in this. I would have told you that long
7: ago. All right, thanks, Fred. Uh, he wants that to be your next movie. <laughs> oh, you got to run off and make some calls, yeah, Franklin. I'll be right back. All right, go ahead. I will give Franklin this. The guy will take an extreme opinion, and it's something I do admire, because I run into so many wishy-washy people that just. They just let everything slide off them. They don't want this. Franklin will take the full heat. If there's anything, if you say uh, there's anything in the world that exists, he would rather have it be a purple dragon. He loves the idea, fucking, uh, of every outside the fucking a Loch Ness monster. Yes. Bigfoot. Yes. Ghost. Uh huh. Vampire, definitely. Zombies, <laughs> think there are some. If you come up with any nutty, what I would used to call pot talk, fucking thought, Franklin will have each and every one of them. Um, Dave and Mass, you're on Run Fez.
4: Yeah, I just wanted to ask Franklin. I know he's not there, but if I found news clips on YouTube that said Franklin's gay, would that make it a fact if there was a bunch of them?
7: Franklin is obviously gay. Um, Lily knows it, but can't say it to him. Lily is, I think, out of all Franklin's friends that we know, Lily's the only one left. Uh, what happened with Franklin's friends over the years, Dave? They just
8: seem to disappear on him. I don't know if they get annoyed by him and by the paranoid talk, or uh, the weight loss could be a turn off as well. The weight loss. I mean, he says he didn't
7: do it on purpose.
8: It seems like, you know, kind of an AIDSy type of thing. I hope not. And, I mean, he obviously he is quite gay.
7: But I don't want him to be AIDSy. No, I mean, but they have medicines for that now. Do they? Yeah. What is, what is it? Fucking Advil? It's some kind of Magic Johnson-sponsored uh, medicine. There might. If I was there, might have a picture of Magic Johnson on every single uh, one of these. Uh, Ryan in North Carolina, you're on a fest.
0: Hey, Ron and Fez. Uh According to the
2: NST, if you go over to their website, they actually had the report that they made after looking at the towers and seeing why they fell. They determined that they didn't even want to test any kind of explosives because that wasn't even in their possibility that could happen or not. Uh, my whole thing is I don't care about conspiracy theories. I want a complete investigation you know,
7: of things that happened. Ryan, are uh, you that's telling that's me? That's- hold on. Before you, you know, have any of your your theories about the federal government and shadow governments and all these things about power, are you telling me that the New York Fire Department, who lost so many of their brothers, would have let this fucking happen in a second without reporting? That, to me, is the biggest insanity of all. Anytime that you want to get, well, there's powerful people who want to do awful things, I'm going to fucking agree 100%. I'll disagree with that. You know, major companies, churches, religions, super rich people want to hide stuff from the rest of us. Yeah, I'm going to believe. Because I believe that, you know, uh, greed and and power are something that, uh, you know, people want to hold on to and do anything for. But as it starts to make its way, as the shit starts to run uh, downhill, I don't believe that there would be anybody in the lower echelons of the police department, the fire department, who were there from fucking moment one that would say, oh, I'm going to go along with the cover-up. It's just not fucking <laughs> natural that everybody would want to uh, go along with it. Uh, Ron in Georgia. You're on of Fez.
0: Yeah, Ronnie. Um, why is there not one single picture of... The plane that hit the Pentagon. If I kidnap someone in a Walmart parking
7: lot... Ron, be Ron before yeah. you go on with this, that was the thing, but it's not true. There are pictures from the gasoline, uh, gasoline station across the street. They had a security camera, and those pictures are out there. Okay, I
3: haven't
7: seen those. Yeah, look them up.
3: The government released them. They
7: actually had to be... Well, I don't know why the government would release them when they belonged to that gasoline station. Um, but yes, they are out there and people tend to repeat these things. And I will tell you this, I've never read any of the reports and neither have the people asking me how come it's none in the reports. First of all, a regular person isn't going to sit there and read through fucking just tons and tons of reports. And yet we'll say, how come there's nothing in the reports about there is, (laughs) They're there. If you really want to do the work and go through all of it, it fucking exists. Yeah, obviously there's going to be some security fucking things about uh, what they know about terrorists. But what physically happened to the buildings there that day, it exists. You can look it up. You can check it out.
3: Well, I don't understand the excuse of we've never had a building that big come down like that before. Well, yes, that's absolutely true. We've never had a building that was that tall, collapse, And we've never had planes that big fly into them.
7: Good fact, Fezzy. I love it. It's factual. It's short. It's right there for us. And that's what we need on this show. Short, concise facts. That's all we need. Now... I know Franklin thinks the future reptilians are doing us this. this I, I agree 100%. Go ahead and enjoy your games. This one alien that I know exists, he's always constantly having to phone home. Is anything happening with him and Lily? That's what I want to know. Do we need to break before the end of the show, or can we take it to the limit like the Eagles? Just like the Eagles. Travel day for Philly today, right? And what's happening with your Yanks? They're playing? They're playing tonight.
8: Yeah, they're the night game tonight
7: critical so Phillies traveling back to L.A.?
8: Yeah, and Yankees, uh, Angels, again, in Anaheim. Critical game. Joe Girardi has a lot to make up for. They lose this game tonight. I just want to see a good managerial performance. I, that's all I want to see. I want to see a guy go out there and make some
7: good moves. You know the problem when you're an American League guy? You don't get to use your noggin enough. Not
8: be panicky. And he last night, using seven relievers after he took out Andy Pettit, was panicky. Even if the game went, you know, extra innings.
7: Let me ask you this. Why does Earl in the middle of that clusterfuck gotta start attacking my team on his Twitter? I I don't know why. Why does G Baby, who I've never treated any like anything but like a darling boy, have to say, I fucking hate the Phillies. Well he's
8: in LA, maybe he's Mr. Dodger now. Maybe they just hate you. They're not true friends.
7: Why does uh why do I hear uh Hicks name pop up? Uh, saying that there's collusion things between me and HTG in our fantasy league, that you happen to agree with Mooch about it. <gasps> really? Yeah. That's he's using same. your name. He's using your name he's, and he's using
5: Kathleen from the Bronx. He's name. lashing out because he fucking thinks he's cornered because he's a fucking cheater. That's interesting. I didn't think of that. Just lashing out. He just doesn't, he's just, he just fucking throwing shit out guys?
3: there. Um, Mooch is definitely a cheater and i I know he is trying to throw it every which direction away from him.
7: you don't believe Kathleen's involved in this at all
3: i don't I think that was a mooch cover story interesting
8: scruffy also said that Pepper may be helping out mooch in in his in his statement, so i'm scruffy's actually gonna, on his
7: way to maybe being my new best friend
8: I'm, i I'm, what, what I was going to say is then I'm going to take scruffy's side of the thing. And say maybe there is some collusion between Pepper and Mooch. People are just colluding against me is what this fucking
5: sounds like.
7: Well, if here's the thing, i know be colluding, he... it's me. Fucking scoring a hundred points three weeks. You had the fucking Loser. opportunity to beat Meach and I want Mooch or Meach as I'm now calling him. <laughs> and I wanted you to. And then what happens? They you fucking some, blow it.
8: They give the Broncos defense a ridiculous amount of points. And uh for
7: for what? For letting the Chargers score twenty four on them last night. Uh, I know this I know that I can trust Kathleen from the Bronx Because she happens to be there For a little team from Philadelphia Unlike Fez As a matter of fact, last night I didn't even get my fucking text From my ex-best friend See? Because I was waiting to yell, fuck you back at him See He ain't there for you uh, I'm going to make up a dead to me list And rest in peace My be- best friend Earl Douglas Good
3: Right there at the top.
8: Now I gotta find a new best friend. Put his body in storage. He's done.
7: How I used to love Earl. You know my nickname for him, right? For years? What was that? Like, Again. Earl.
8: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, just call I him do Earl. remember that, actually. I remember one time you go... Hey Earl.
3: And I was like, that's his nickname. Yeah. I don't think we're going to say our $2010 back.
7: I'm going to tell you the truth. It was 2008. I fucking stiffed him two bucks. <laughs> and I'm not even making that up. Because I know. Why throw the whole 10 in there when I know he was going to be just so excited about the 2000. <laughs> Where are you taking this out for some kind of a big night out, Fez? Whoa. Not us. Uh, so it's going to be the new friends. Oh, okay. You're not going. Well, maybe you could. I'm,
8: I I got into an argument with the Brooklyn Blowhardt about my love for Von Hayes. Come on. I ain't no one of these.
3: You know, I have a are you Yankee... thinking about
7: to... a fantastic night to take us out to?
3: I would love to take the new friends out.
7: Since I watched the other night, I'm now thinking Russian. I really? Wonder, those of block, those blocks of ice with vodka in it. Oh. That was on that board to death? Yeah. We don't have to go out to Brighton Beach like fucking Russian animals. If I got a place in the Lower East Side. I want to keep it quiet. Uh... Can you get a date, Fez?
3: Yeah, I'll put something together. As soon as we have the new friends no, list... No, I
7: mean, could you personally get a date?
3: Oh, that I don't know about.
7: Well, maybe I'll find... Maybe it'll also be a blind date for you. Russian food and blind dates. Exciting. Sounds good, Dogsy. Um, uh, well, look who it is. My ex-best friend. Hey, ex-best friend. Wait, ex-best friend? What What happened? Because I saw your Twitters last night of you fucking running down the Phillies and their uh, lack of relieving in a game that the Phillies weren't even playing against you.
4: Well, I I was just getting on the Phillies fans who were knocking my beloved Yankees, and I said, hey, in a matchup, I like... Don't
7: the- fucking drag the Phillies into it. What friends are you talking with online? Take them, uh, stop from uh, following you, and I read all these mean things that you write, Earl, and then later... I don't get my uh, my late-night thing until, well, 12.37 is when he sent me the fighting fills.
4: <laughs> wait minute, whoa, wait a minute. I sent that right after the game ended.
7: I got it at 12.37, uh, and I normally get that immediately from you, and then I can write back. So I'm like, that prick, he's... He's really so mad that the Yankees lost. No. He's taking it out on the fills.
4: Well, I, I was upset that the Yankees lost. Temporary setback. I,
7: still, I agree. but I'm, You, I, you I, said in five, like, unlike Dave, you said in five, Dave is off the bandwagon. I'm off what? the Girardi bandwagon.
4: Well, well, Dave's just a frequent flyer of the jumping off the bandwagon. He jumps at the drop of a hat.
8: Absolutely not. I, I, did you see how Joe Girardi managed that baseball game?
4: You can honestly tell me he is. Dave, you drunk text me on Friday night if they lose this game, which they were winning, by the way. (laughs) That's true.
7: Don't. Do you fucking
8: drunk text during the show? No, 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 no. uh, On Friday night. Mm, okay. The extra inning game All right,
4: I wasn't drinking Friday night he's just saying If they lose this game it's your fault And I'm like Dave number one they're winning And you're the
7: one that's doubting the team it's like you're doubting Thomas Dave Hold on I'm just got this They'll still have one more game at home Wednesday And then go to LA for what The final two It's a 2-3-2 two,
8: two series Baseball usually is 2-2-2-1 two, 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 Oh
7: it's 2-3-2 two, two. Wow, I don't like that I guess they change it up I don't like that. Yeah,
8: dude, that's. Well, no, that's good for your team.
7: Well, you gotta. That means that you've got to fucking. If you don't win at home, you gotta win there. You know what I mean? I like to bring it back for the last game, no matter what happens in yeah. the home field. Well, you didn't home have home advantage. field,
8: though, with with, with uh, the the, uh, the the men in blue. All right, then
7: that's why it's 2-3-2. Two, two. Fucking pay attention <laughs> the way it's set up. It, your way is gonna be 2-2-1-1-1-1, two, two, one, 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 one. that ain't gonna
3: fucking happen. It's a lot of travel days. Gays. Days.
7: <laughs> That's the way they used to do it. Two two right, one 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 month. Earl, here's what I want you to do. Keep loving your fucking Yankees the way you deserve to. But stop trying to jinx my fells.
4: I won't I won't I won't I won't even say I won't even say it, so I don't jinx it.
7: You are not off the friends list, but you're no longer best friend.
4: Oh man.
7: Yeah. Well try to work your way back up.
4: But, be, but it wouldn't it be great if this a big if if Two teams matched up in the series.
7: Oh, That would be great. It would be great fun. Uh, me and you will watch every game together if that happens.
4: Because <laughs> <I mean, laughs> every night is a nervous breakdown for me. Oh, I can't and, stand
7: and, it. Last night was terrible. And I had to go to the fucking bottom of the ninth inning after having my big 11 nothing game and just really relaxing, and <laughs> having a good time. And I'm like, it just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel... Even with two men on I'm like, but it still doesn't feel like it's ours. It doesn't feel like it. And when it's that fucking ball goes off Rollins' bat, it, yeah, there, I don't jumped. think there's another feeling in another sport like you can get from that when Absolutely you're Absolutely not. No way. No,
8: there isn't. That's why baseball's the best sport, because of the tension that's set up.
4: I mean, and this it changed in the, the drop of a hat. I mean, just the fact that when it rolled to the wall, it was like, game over. Game
8: over. Yeah, and the same thing happened to the Yankees, because Girardi fucking doing his screwy, putting a save us in for some God knows reason. All
7: right, I just got to think Dave uh, never did text Brazilian Julie. Uh, It's okay, she can't talk about it on air. She just needed to fucking vent. Got that from her. uh, Let me just say this once and for all. Brazilian Julie, we don't know what's going on in your life. But know this, we adore you, and if you have an enemy, then we have an enemy. It's up to you. It's up to you. Just know that you also have another fucking gun on the air. That's all. I don't want you to end up like girl, alone, desperate, wondering why you had to run down the city of Philadelphia, calling it a fucking sewer.
4: I didn't run down the city of Philadelphia. I just ran down... Certain elements of the never
7: mind. Same thing. I texted you, Earl too, and he said, uh, "Fuck William Penn." Well, see, that's I, not fucking I, fair. I, Earl Penn's woods is why we even fucking have a Pennsylvania. And he told he But said, let me say this: yeah. this fucking G baby, I didn't even think is worse than uh, Earl.
8: Yeah. Oh, yeah, G Baby. Right. He called um, the uh, Liberty Bell a homo, which I don't even know how is possible because it's an inanimate object.
7: It has a crack. All right, Earl, you might be invited to the Russian uh, vodka party that Fez is throwing for us and Russian food. How many people you want at your coming out party, Fez? <laughs>
3: um, maybe. Well, if I could get the blind date, maybe we limit it to six couples. Or, or, I mean, three couples, six people all together. I don't want you to have a blind date.
7: Because that's gonna make me feel awkward. Yeah. Couples too. I mean, why not just people?
3: Well, I was saying if A couple's I had a what
7: keeps you out of it.
8: Oh come on. Yeah, you're probably right about that. From every angle. She hates us? I wouldn't say use
7: plural. Who does she hate? The man who accused her of internet theft for a month. Alright. So that ends that. <laughs> So you can't come to this. unless you got, Would you feel more comfortable coming as a single? Yeah, I'd feel fine going stag. Uh Makes you feel fine going as a single? Yeah, sure. He is a single. Vodka, right?
8: Doesn't matter if he has a girlfriend.
7: Yeah. Neither one of you guys is coming. Oh. Because we're looking for... This came up the other day. We seem like we run out of something with certain friends that we were hanging out with. Not in a bad way. But maybe it's a little too much samo samo. Hmm. It's a sad it's a, that's a sad
8: thought. I think if you have established friendships you can still be friends with people.
7: Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's, then, it's come up with new things to talk about. Then why won't your wife come to Fez's party?
3: My new friends party. The whole thing is about being new friends. It's about you and a new cuisine. Have we ever gone out for Russian before?
8: No. No. I mean, I had Russian dressing a couple times. This is
3: why, just stop it. You're so not going. What
7: kind of people do you like? Wait. I'm just not against, I'm just against that team from another city. Oh, poor G baby. You were going to come to the Russian party. What type of people do you like?
3: I like fun, interesting people. I give like me, accepting, tolerant people.
7: Give me people that are okay in your life right now.
3: Uh, definitely Kathleen from the Bronx and Bri-Bri. So, really, if you're going to accept Kathleen,
7: we might as well just throw the doors open and let any pirate in. Yes. You're out no matter what. Why? From, from what you said about you, you, your wife can't be seen dead with us. I didn't say that. Yeah. I bet if we booked Blink-182, you guys would want to fucking come to the big show. No, we wouldn't want to do that either. You know, I haven't seen Kathleen since the uh, last March.
3: Oh, right, yeah. Last St. Patrick's Day.
7: Yeah, last St. Patrick's Day. Has
3: anybody else seen her since then? I have not seen her, no. She didn't
5: even make it to that show.
7: No, she didn't get, go so to the we post. We all know. We all know the legend of that <laughs> night. And, you know, this is going to be fucking an ice block. So we got to be... It's going to be tough even for people with restraint to fucking help themselves.
3: Yeah, you're right. Maybe blind date isn't the way to go. See, mm. me, you've been over a block of ice.
7: What about uh, Mikey Boy and his wife? I know that they got... Uh, Anquish from uh, RonFez.net, but they're nice people.
3: Yeah, Mikey Boy and Faith, they're they are great people. Or do we need new people? People
7: that have no idea who we are and what we do. Maybe that's the kind of people we should be hanging out with. Like librarians. Maybe mm. me and you and a couple librarians hanging out drinking vodka out of a cold fucking... They're no fun, come on.
3: Then they'll be thinking, these guys, they eat Russian all the time, I guess. What's that mean? Well, it's like that would be their only uh, experience with us—is Russian food.
8: Mm. That's not a fun crowd, though. Librarians—they can't partay the way I
7: can partay. Yeah, and well, Pepper that's can the thing. We know. Yeah, uh, this isn't how much you can drink. It's about being social. Oh, we're going to drink and talk. But, yeah, we'll do both. Hicks does it. He drinks and gets quiet. You fucking drink and do the I want to make a fucking toast to the two guys I love. Two guys I love. (laughs) We're great together. Come on.
3: (laughs) I take up his slack. Eastside Day, will be trying to lift an ice block to uh, do a toast to everybody. Let's
7: go uh, over this. All right. Mooch? No.
3: Okay. No.
7: Anybody vote for Mooch?
3: Americans only.
7: Not after Scruffy's speech. Maybe young Scruffy. Maybe we bring some young blood into oh, this. On, and it's just like the Trading Places thing. where <laughs> <a> fess- <laughs> Suddenly it's a whole new deal.
3: One dollar, Ronnie. One dollar. <laughs> when we put Scruffy back where he belongs.
7: By the way, I caught on the fucking On Demand the other night. Uh, the Golden Child. With Eddie Murphy? Mm-hmm. I did not remember how goddamn awful every part of that movie was. <laughs> Unfunny, bad effects... It was almost written by Franklin. <laughs> That's how crazy it was.
8: Did they have an Armageddon scene where people banded together in Brooklyn? Why don't you like Franklin better?
3: What about Franklin and his wife? Things like that dry hand. I guess. I mean, is he going to be talking there? At yeah. Dinner? Absolutely. I'll
8: be talking about George Plimpton and Norman Mailer <laughs> and all experience since I year nineteen seventy
7: three.
3: So Ali. many of his movie ideas had satellites going uh, <laughs> evil and falling out of the sky. I took it as a slap at Sirius XM satellite radio.
7: Well, it took you a while to come up with that joke, didn't <laughs> you? That happened fucking like an hour and fifteen minutes ago. We'll have a good time. What about Dean and his wife Joey? Maybe they would like to come out.
3: For I don't do drugs. I don't know how much we're going to have in common. You
7: really think it's just all about drugs with them?
3: The stories we've heard about Dean today sounds like it's a non-stop pot party. And bass.
7: I don't even think it was his pot. I didn't know you was still so bassing. That's fucking surprising. I don't know where this whole thing's going anymore. I it for a
3: little while. But so far, the idea's there. Yeah. New friends party at a Russian restaurant. It's like detente. Oh, well, we're going to be singing juice songs there too.
7: Maybe we should invite some juice. Make us feel a little more comfortable.
3: Oh, they're going to be pro jew songs. Yeah.
7: Oh, okay. Not the kind you'd grow up singing with your fucking Third Reich family. <laughs> I've been told that
3: you've been bold with
7: Harry, Mark, and John. Right, That's just about it for us tonight. Dave, despite everything you and Earl said about my team, I'm wishing you best of luck tonight. Thank you very much. Classy, and I'll say this. Classy. I'm glad to have a night off from it. Yeah, you need I'll be to. watching your game all the way through. And I actually am pulling for you guys. Because I told you before, win or lose, the big thrill is beating the Yankees in the yeah. World Series. That's the only thing. That'll make these guys legends if they could do it. So I think you'd rather get the, the fucking Yankees to show up. Then you got to hope for a win. But having said that guaranteed for you right now. No, it's not. The team has
8: not been dominating this series. And I think our skipper has made too many questionable maneuvers. I love our team, though. I love Alex Rodriguez, and I was on
7: his side for the last three years. Because oh. I'm going to put together your coming out party? Uh-huh. 200 people is on the list right Oh, 200 yes. people?
3: Uh, open yes. bar?
7: Open bar? Yeah, open, open. bar. Well, we're or- passing around a block of fucking... Vodka. But right. you, it's not going to be a work-related party. Okay. There's only two people from work invited. Right. Who are they? Oh, Scott and no. I. Oh. So when that is... Nice. Well, and that's just to, you know, grease the wheels a little bit, make things happen. All right. That's it for us. We're out of here. Need to any, plug anything? Cause...
3: Just want to remind people there is a party coming up this Saturday. Uncle Inky's throwing a birthday party for the beautiful Bonnie in Boston. If you're in that area, it's at Dirty Nelly's on Blackstone Street in Haymarket.
7: Love those folks. Anything to plug, Dave? Baseball night on 176. Coverage starts at 730. Hicks, anything? Nope. Oh, and I wanted to tell everybody. Uh, that's the uh, Dubai show. Donk.